Greetings, humanity. This is Jim Ryan, and believe it or not, you're listening to episode 27 of Crucible of Realms. It took a while, but we got there in the end. This episode was recorded in July of 2013. Since then, our guest, Dave Robison, has helmed a project called Archivos, an online story development and presentation tool for writers, gamers, and media fans, and more recently hosts the Story Voices podcast, which explores the relationship between authors and voice narrators. You can find more on Dave and his projects at butterymanvoice.com, archivos.digital, that's A-R-C-H-I-V-O-S, Dot digital and roundtablepodcast.com. And now, on with the show. Now the ceremonial clearing of the throat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good, 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 excellent. Uh, the, yes. uh, the glottal deities will be pleased. According to the Voice Acting Mastery Podcast, I'm doing the wrong thing with my larynx. I have to go and have it investigated or something. You go blind I don't if you work with that. Shit. I know, it's, it's, uh, you have to be careful with that. Uh, you've only got one larynx. and uh, Don't touch your larynx, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 not not directly. Take a no. screwdriver. <laughs> Having yeah. and, and John brings in the the biohack mentality. Yeah. Here we go. Well, it's important. <laughs> we need to know that uh, we can be secure in the knowledge that in the future we will have robotic larynxes. Oh, please God! Um, because you know, then auto tune will just happen all by itself, <laughs> and we'll all be pop stars. Exactly, just like we are now. Just like but I digress. <laughs> See, and I'm still at the point where that kind of stuff blows my mind. The notion that somebody I don't know spoke to somebody else I don't know and talked about yeah. the podcast. I mean, you guys are doubtless experiencing that as well, now that you're into oh, what, yeah. episode 26 or whatever. Uh, uh, I mean, that, that you start gaining... The, the, there are people out there that you have seeded with the idea of what you're doing. And that, that's just mind-blowing. And, and an awesome thing about podcasting. It is. It's awesome. It's also incredibly weird when it happens because it's like... You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, oh, you're that guy. I'm like... I yes. am. Yes. <laughs> Are you the NSA? <laughs> three ways, the three modes, the three worlds, the three stooges. The... <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. Yes, <laughs> had to be done. And, and there we go. Mo, Larry, and Curly. Those are the three uh... worlds. And no, stop. Stop going down this road. <laughs> Welcome to Crucible of Realms. I'm Jim. I'm John. And I'm Kent. And our guest today is Dave Robison. Hello, Ooh. sir. Hello, Jim, Kent, and John. <laughs> Greetings. Hey, hey. <laughs> That's my radio voice. There we go. It is most excellent to have you here today. Oh, dudes, thank you so much for having me. And and I, I, I've got to say, I'm going to say this right up front. When you guys dropped episode one, oh, so many moons ago, I, I was completely blown away and utterly smitten with the format. This, this is such an inspired framework for... For, for creative exploration, not only for, for the gaming world, but, but for writers out there, because that's, that's where most of my wheelhouse is these days, is on the writing side of things. That's where my head is. And, and as you guys were going through these worlds, it's like, oh my God, there's stories here! <laughs> and, and that was just amazing. There, there, there needs to be more creative, dynamic expressions like you guys are, are doing here. So thank you so much for letting me be a part of it. Oh, thank You're you. welcome. Thank you very much. 
<laughs> the whole point is the story seeds. If we can manage to plant them somewhere, where uh, and then have them suddenly spring up, and Indeed. people will uh, not won't be noticing, and then quite suddenly run into the tree yes. of whatever the heck it is that's and growing up out of the thing and be horrified by it. It's wonderful. And pluck the uh, fruits, eat of it, be infected by its disease, and spread. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes, I get it now. <sighs> we are the Borg. <laughs> um, <laughs> The Bioborg. The Bioborg, something like that. So uh, for folks who may not be familiar, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, yeah. Uh, I, I guess the best, uh, uh, most, most prominent place where, where I can be found out there and, and for, for which I am gaining slow and creeping notoriety is uh, the Roundtable podcast, which I founded and co-host with my good friend Brian Humphrey. Uh, and on this podcast, we, we bring on authors who, who have proven credentials, uh, a track record of, of creating awesome stories. And then we bring on writers who maybe don't have quite that same track record, have the writers pitch a story idea, and then the writer, the author, and me and Brian all workshop the story idea, trying to, to take it from that nascent raw form into what we like to call literary gold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, it's been amazing. It has been a blast. We've had some amazing guest hosts, authors coming on, uh, and, and just the, the, the creative process. Very similar to what you guys do here for Worlds, we do for, for discrete stories. And, and it's been amazing. Uh, since then, I also uh, am, am growing some some reputation as a voice actor. I've I've performed narrations for Starship Sofa, Tales to Terrify, Crime City Central, uh, and also uh, the Drabble Cast and the Trifecta. I achieved my vocal trifecta of Escape Pod, Pseudopod, and Podcastle, awesome. uh, as wow. well as others. So yeah, tell me about That's it. The hat uh, trick. It is, cool. and, and it's more impressive if you're a writer that does that, but as a, as a narrator, that's pretty badass, too. So hey, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm pleased about that. And I've had the, I've had the privilege of reading some amazing stories. Awesome. Uh, so that's awesome. very cool. So those, those are the two uh, things for which your listeners can go out and get more Dave, if, if, that, if they are so yes. inclined. <laughs> there, is, there is an infinite supply of Dave that's available true. on the Internet. But, uh, but I am in danger of being registered with the, uh, the CDC and the, the Food and Drug Administration as a controlled substance. So, <laughs> you know. Make sure you have it sprayed down first before you listen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. No, I actually came across your podcast after uh, well, well, uh, someone in my writers group, and uh, when they uh, w- when I was introduced to them and I I told them about oh yeah well, I also do this podcast the Crucible of Realms like, oh crazy oh yeah they mentioned you on the Roundtable podcast <laughs> Roundtable podcast what is this and I go back and I checked it out and it's like oh my god this is so good <laughs> <laughs> thank you man so I heartily encourage folks to go and check that out so. Dave, you have uh, actually brought a concept for us to kick around, have you? I have. I have. All right. Well, let's hear it. All right. So, um, very open-ended. I only have a couple of tent poles that I want to build the story world, around, story world around, and then let you guys decide how it, how it how, let all of us decide how it evolves. Um, but a uh, key concept is uh, a single world that through some cataclysm, whether it's magical or technological, doesn't matter, we can, we can discuss that in the, in the, in the roundtable, but um, it, it is spiritually and physically uh, uh, broken apart into three separate pieces, uh, discrete, separate, isolated from each other through you know, whatever magical distinction separates them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but they're, they're three separate worlds. Time passes, uh, uh, the cultures evolve, 
And then again, either through magic or technology or both, it, it, it doesn't matter. Um, they start uh, discovering portals and gateways into each other's worlds and, okay. and discover the existence of each other and maybe even find each other's heritage that once they were once a unified world. Uh, and, and whatever the reason is that separated them, it, it could be just a spiritual cultural thing that they become so uh, uh, intolerant of each other that in this epic war, the world just split under their hatred. Uh, whatever we, we, we can discuss that. Yeah. Um, and, and now uh, at the time when that, when the stories or the games are being uh, played uh, uh, either we've started seeing the portals and the bridges and the connections start to manifest or even farther down the road, there's, there's actual gateways and transitional realm ways to move from one to the other. And this thriving commerce and exchange <clears throat> inter interceding of culture has happened. Um, so that's, okay. the, that's the foundation of the world itself. Um, the other element that I wanted to introduce was a magic system. And, and this, there's definitely a magic system uh, that doesn't preclude technology, I don't think, but uh, we can decide that. But the magic system, uh, when the world's shattered, the magic shattered as well. To the point now okay. <clears throat> where um, you have two classes of individual. Uh, one is a power draw. They can draw in the power but they can't project it in any magical way. All they can do is draw in the power and then channel it into the second class of individual who have the power to not draw power at all, but can mm -hmm. shape it into whatever form they've been trained to shape it in. Interesting. And the more people that gather around these power gen people, uh, the more power that power gen person can draw. That's very interesting. So the power that comes out that they can project out is also increased with the number of people that, that link or bond or associate with them as their cadre of magic creators. All right. Awesome. <laughs> well, I've, I, I've got a few questions I want to kind of uh, jump in here uh, with, if I may. Please. First off, uh, had you thought about what uh, technological level you want these worlds to be at? Are they going to be roughly equivalent or is one significantly ahead of another or I, I, uh, what, what, what did you imagine what I, I didn't have a sp uh, that that question occurred to me Jim and I'm honestly not sure what, okay what would we, we can decide that yeah what what I thought what I thought was very important for us to keep in mind was was the triune nature of a culture uh, yeah uh, that that at one point there was solidity and continuity and and a uniformity of these people uh, and through something, some catastrophic event, they were were fractionated. So we can work with these, you know, one culture is very low tech, one culture is very high tech, one culture is a fusion. And, and let that be, you know, a starting point that then as they start to mingle together, things happen. Yeah, uh, we could do that. Yeah, something like that. You know, it can be a racial distinction. It can be uh, spiritual, emotional. They're very emotional. They're analytical. They're very yeah. creative, blah, blah, blah. But finding those, those points yeah. of separation and distinction yeah. and making yeah. those as strong as possible, I think, is important. Yeah, I think that's probably going to be the key for this. Yeah. I'm sorry, John? One of the worlds is all of the... the the collectors, the vessels, I guess you would say, of the magic. Okay. So yeah. They don't have any. They've got all this power, but they oh. need to express it. There's, so the magic basically erupts when the connections are found. Is that right. what you're saying? Only yes. Yeah. So suddenly, somebody from, you know, one of the the projectors. I don't know. We we'll probably have to come up with some idea. I like yeah. vessels and projectors. That's a good. That's a good foundational point. We can come up with better words later. Yeah. 
But uh, you know, I, I'm some, sorry, suddenly one of them gets there, or maybe that's how they got there. You know, they something just burst through. I don't sure, know. Sure, they started using the magic and in utilizing the magic. Uh, or, or whatever it is that, that, that facilitated this, they start weakening the boundaries that have yeah. separated the worlds. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's an interesting thought. So it's an idea that the, there's something comes through initially and there are cracks that form, and then the cracks get bigger the more that it happens. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Are you familiar with the, uh, this is uh, from the 80s, uh, the uh, Dark Sword series by Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman? Oh, mm-hmm. no, I'm not. Okay, well, I, I ask that because they, there was a magic system kind of like that in there. Okay. Um, they had these uh, sort of clerical-type folks called, uh, that they called catalysts that would mm-hmm. draw power in, and then they would uh, be able to then channel that power to the uh, people who actually cast stuff. Okay. And so I thought that was kind of interesting. Okay. But, um, well, in and, case, and also uh, Pip Ballantyne yeah. has, has set up a, a very similar magic system in her Wraith uh, uh, series. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So I think the intriguing thing about those modalities of, of multiple people required to make magic, it, it, I think that's interesting because of the relationships that are formed and oh, yeah. the power struggle that can evo- be evoked in the society where it happens. Because, you know, there would be a concern of anybody, any vessel acquiring too many projectors because mm-hmm. their power yeah. then would increase and they could have a dramatic effect on politics, society, the world, the culture, all of that. So there could be laws in one world about how many projectors you're allowed to have. And maybe they don't even know that that it's a law. Maybe they believe it to be a physical thing that if you go too far, you'll go mad or whatever. Oh, yes. (laughs) Another thought that I'm having then is uh, I I like the idea that maybe these three worlds should be as different from each other as possible. Yes, absolutely. Um, so that that way there's a, a nice sort of contrast we can play off each other. Maybe even in the way that uh, things just generally look when you go sure. uh, to the world. Laws of physics. Uh, there, could be a, there could have been a transformation that distorted these three. Into, yeah. you know, and again, we're kind of drawing in kind of on dark crystal at that point. Oh, which, yeah, which yeah. Is, which yeah. is kind of badass. I like that. Well, yeah, yeah, I like the idea that maybe something happened where they, they intentionally tried to do something and they messed it up. Um, or is there was a factor they didn't account for, and sure. everything split, and it basically it split in three. Yep, right. And so, uh, it, so there's. Go ahead. Is the long term that it split and it will rejoin, or yep. is that under under question? That's interesting. Well, I, I like the idea of a rejoining because then we we have a built-in apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, that's uh, so, and those are fun. Well, um, and, and also <laughs> the value of a ticking clock. And again, thinking yep. of it from a writerly, writerly standpoint, that we we've reached a point where where the story of the adventures are taking place, where it's either rejoin or be destroyed. Yeah. The the, the tenuous go. link that has held these worlds in stasis for so long has reached the stretching point, and it's either a you guys get it together and refuse the world and your people, or you drift off and fade away into nothing. Yeah, I, I like the idea that uh, we're at the point in the timeline when it's it's not quite time yet, but it's going to be time soon. Yes, yeah. exactly. And, uh, it, that, that actually might not be a fully definable point uh, sure. as of yet, but someone might eventually figure that out, but that's not necessarily in the scope of what we're doing here. Well, and let me, um, let me put something out that yeah. John uh, sparked in me when, with his comment. Um, the notion that at one point in all of these worlds, there is a point of overlap 
uh, a, yeah. a place where you are in all three worlds at once, and it's like the the, the nexus where oh, yeah. the event oh, yeah. happened, and it's a wasteland. You know, well, you know, nobody ever goes in there because you all die, and and you have to go through the wasteland to get to the heart. I mean, there's there's your epic yeah. quest right that's, there. That spot where the Venn diagram begins to contract. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and oh my God, there's your there's your campaign right there, going around the three worlds, gathering the clues and evidence that yeah. describes what happened, and then the final adventure is going. Going, discovering that the wasteland is the key, going in and then either fixing it or discovering that an army from the other three realms is closing in and they're going to destroy it. And oh yeah. my God, blah blah blah. Yeah. All manner, yeah, all manner of that. Or yeah. maybe there's the thing where you actually find a mechanism where it's like, okay, I could conceivably stop this, but we would all be flung in three separate directions and things would be. Uh, and gentlemen, and, uh, we'd never me, be able to rejoin ourselves. Let me just say that I am so glad that we have, we have crossed a tipping point in this discussion where I am glad <laughs> this is Creative Commons. Because there is a point in every episode of Crucible of Realms where I go, oh, crap, yes, that's (laughs) it. And and we, I think we just crossed that threshold at some point in the last five minutes, which is awesome because we just got started. It can only yes. get better from here. It's a strange, strange thing. Uh, yes. There is always a tipping point. It's just hard to kind of define sometimes. It's just, we don't usually notice until after it's happened. Well, and it, it's um, the continuity. It's, it's when you cross that threshold when there's just enough stuff in there that your writer or GM brain can hook into enough structures and patterns that you go, yes, this will fit. This will fit into that, that, that mm-hmm. paradigm of awesomeness that we all know and experience in gaming and in writing. Yep. Well, I think that uh, we have come to the point that we need to f- start figuring out what these three worlds are like, if, uh, if we're good there. Should we make one of the three worlds Earth, or is that too cliche? You know, honestly, the inspiration for this was uh, Clive Barker's Imagica. And uh, have you guys read that book? Mm-mm. I have uh, not. No, I have not. Uh, well, and I'm, it, it's, again, another one of those long-ago books that, that Barker wrote. But in, in his world, it is Earth, and there are actually five worlds uh, mm-hmm. oh, that, wow. that, are, that are a part of this. And I, it, that's about where the similarity ends. But the notion of having Earth as one of them is intriguing. I... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know whether yeah I I'm I'm not uh, I'm not really uh, I'm neutral to that concept right now. Um, what if I think it was it could... Earth? What if it was Earth? And mm-hmm. now in doing so, and Earth has split into three worlds, and now in uh, doing so, we can draw on things that we recognize and distort them in these three worlds. Ooh, yes. I kind of like or that. If it's well, like yeah, it was Earth yeah, at some point in the past. Right. <laughs> like, right. Okay, so it's like an alternate like, timeline. Yeah. So right. They, ah, okay. Like we bro- it broke in the year retro apocalypse or something. Yeah. I enjoy retro apocalypses. So when do we want to say this happened? Then do we want to say that it was say around the Renaissance, or do we want to say, um, do 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 we want this uh, in uh, the, the, this break apart to have happened like a more like Victorian era? Do we want to go back to like ancient Rome? Do we want to do it during the Middle Ages? When would be good? Let, let me let me back up. When would a... you like to schedule our apocalypse? <laughs> That's yeah. a pre um, apocalypse. It seems um, like the most polarizing moment in Earth history, and also interestingly enough, in in popular fiction, the one where the most supernatural attention has been drawn is World War Two. Hmm. Oh, and and that, you know, at that point, it was all us against them, and then there were the victims, and the and there were the victims, there were the the aggressors and the defenders, and we had this this very triune nature of 
of the world. And of yeah. course, we all know Hitler's a nut for that occult stuff. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Indiana Jones. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, we can we can level weave that into the mix as well. Maybe, which go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say maybe it started at Tunguska. Uh, and, and and kind of, uh, and was that 1920? Was that when? 1908. 1908. I was, just lo- I was okay. looking. That's World sure. War One. Yeah. Well, that's the seed. That's when that's the seed that, started. That, and the cracks well, started to fissure. There's a uh, talk, shall we say, internet rumors, what have you, of the idea that during World War One or the, just after World War One was, of course, the the point at which. Uh, uh, the, the Germans started meeting with aliens that looked very sort of blonde and Aryan. Oh, dear. And uh, at that point, they uh, started trying to research more things and all that. And, uh, what does so, wild hair alien guys say about that? Well, I don't think they'd necessarily be aliens per se, but the thought is that maybe if, uh, say, the Tunguska uh, blast, and this was what, a meteorite, yes? Probably, yeah. The thought that I'm having then is that uh, you have the, uh, the the blast as sort of the genesis of when things start moving a little bit back and forth between. Mm-hmm. And uh, for whatever reason, the Thule Society finds out about it, and then, of course, that means that passes on to the Nazi Party when they create the Nazi Party. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, uh, you can have and, a whole series of stories about the, the emergence of these cracks and wh- how it affects cultures yeah. and societies all around. I mean, my God, there's, there's a whole story arc right there just leading up to... The well, yeah, exactly. Three worlds. That's brilliant. And what I, I what I am thinking is that um, there are signs of it on in the U.S. and there there are signs of it in uh, the other parts of Europe. Yeah. But and so there are you know various people competing and trying to figure things out as this goes on. You get more and more things where the the Nazis are trying are c- possibly communicating with beings from another world, mm-hmm. and uh, you get the U.S. trying to compensate, and this culminates. In 1945, when the bombs go off. Ooh, yes, exactly. Brilliant. And so what if then at the point when uh, we have, uh, we, we have uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, what if that becomes the, our jumping off point for sure. a, a kind of some sort of global uh, apocalypse that occurs, essentially a brief thing where the world's split in three? Yes, yes I like it. I like it because because right there there's a short story of, actually, of go ahead. Uh, I was going to say actually it has to happen with the second one, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, the first one cracks it, the second one breaks it. Breaks it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that that works out. And I that's that the short out. story that I was envisioning was the pilots on the plane that dropped the second bomb. Uh, no. And the frantic effort of everyone to reach them because they see what damage the first bomb is wreaking, and awesome. they don't do it in time. Oh, the humanity! And, and we have a Doctor Strange love tie-in. Awesome. <laughs> um. <laughs> so that breaks the world, and now the world is is fissured into three separate entities. And and I'm I'm yeah. going to just throw out there the whole the 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 aggressor, the defender, and the victims. Uh, uh, and and having that be the initial trinity of of shapes. How does that ride with you guys? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. interesting idea. So, what you're saying then, so so that I can make sure that I have this clear in my head, is one world is born of the Nazis, one world is born of the uh, uh, born of the Allies, and uh, the the other world is born of everyone that got caught up in between. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
basically. That is very interesting. And and, the, and, and extending it even further, because I don't, I don't want this well, to be I, like Nazis on the moon, like we all saw. Well, yeah, well, I say uh, Nazis, but I mean, I guess I kind of more meant the Axis. So you have exactly. uh, Japan and Italy in there as well. Exactly. And, and the people, because really, it's a wonderful statement of, of humanity, at least in that time, that really you could divide culturally people into those three camps. And you didn't have to be an, uh, a Nazi or an Axis sympathizer to be an aggressor, to be a bully, to be someone who believes that they're entitled to something that somebody else has. By the same token, there are people that defend the weak. They may not be allies. There are people in Nazi Germany who felt that way. And there's always going to be the people that feel victimized by that. So okay. once this split happens and those people are on different Earths, do they remember Good question. That is a good question. Well, things are fundamentally changed, so I think it just depends on... Well, this depends on two things. Um, one is, how much are things fundamentally changed? And the other is, how much time has passed in our present for this world um, since that occurred? Okay. So how do we feel? Do we have any thoughts on that, Kent? Let's, or let, let's start with, let's, let's address the first topic first. Uh, how, how, how dramatically are they changed and in what yes. way? Okay. Mm -hmm. We can play with that. We can play with that. So what do we think? What I was thinking is that after this has happened, after it's been shattered, the victims end up having the most powerful, uh, the most power in the scenario that remains. In other words, okay. their, their cooperation between uh, the person that can absorb power and the person that can project the power is the strongest there. Yes. However, okay, well, however because ahead. they're victims, they don't like to use it a lot. Does that make sense? Okay. They're so kind do you of think afraid the, to to get back to the world where it once was? Well, we were talking about as as the three uh, these three power levels that we had one world with the casters, one world with the uh, no, no, the no. vessels, no no no, and no, one world with. Either nothing or both, and so I, I wanted think, to see what. You no, think I think they're all blended. I think that yeah. that needs to be all blended. Everybody's got really? got draw, drawers and casters because then you can have magic systems popping up in all three worlds, but okay. they're informed by the cultures that create them. Okay, we can um, do that. Yeah, you but, guys. But what do you guys think? In within the three worlds, the ca the uh, the power draw and projector abilities are. Various. In other yes. words, like yes. the aggressors would have the least because, um, as a result, their culture was shattered the most. However, sure. they remember and are frantically trying to get back to the power level they once had. Well, they may may have explored the technology side because that's the mm -hmm. quicker route to power. Sure. Than, than Ooh, yeah. The magic. Because so, the magic was denied them. Because and 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 that you know that kind of informs kind of the karmic consequences of the quest for power. Is mm -hmm. that you know this this shattering was kind of a a, a, a a karmic smackdown for everybody. And so the aggressors took, as you say, I think John, uh, uh, they, they took the biggest hit. Uh, and so yeah, having them eschew the magic as religion and, <laughs> and, and, and frou-frou stuff and, and going more towards the tech. That's not to say the magic isn't there, but it's carefully controlled, monitored, yeah, maybe stigmatized in some way. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. So they have more of a technological side, and what magic they have might be designed to work with their technology. I, 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 other than I, I don't like the term victim because I think that that sort of has yeah. a... Has a, has a connotation them. to it, yeah. It weakens I think them as, as protagonists. Right. Sort of a, 
Well, I, I don't know. Some I like the idea that we can draw protagonists from from anywhere, but uh, well, what we could say that uh, for the 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 quote unquote victim world, that maybe that's more of the uh, uh, non aggressors. <laughs> yeah, there you go, non aggressors, yeah, absolutely, or, and, yeah, and the neutral notion, or yeah, more neutral. They come out the other. I mean, this is this is coming out the other side. I mean, we we've all been victims at some point or, or another in our lives, and we've come out the other side with renewed strength. Mm-hmm, and yeah. so I agree, John. We can't think of these guys as victims, but it was that genesis as victims that has made them strong and integrated. I mean, victims bond together, and that right. would have survived the transition, so they're very unified. Does everybody remember the bombs going off? That's a good question. I think we, yeah, we well, do need to address that. And then, and then all of a sudden, a certain percentage of the world was gone, or of the people, or is it the world? Well, I think we have said that, yes, the results of it have been reflected in all three worlds because there is a wasteland where there mm-hmm. is where the overlap happens. Right, right. Now, right now, maybe they're, the epicenter of that overlap is not uh, wherever that is because it's going to be a new location in all three. It's exactly. Not, uh, it's not going to be, say, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. It's not even necessarily going to be Tunguska, although it might be most closely connected uh, on an, shall we say, etheric level with uh, where <laughs> Tunguska was. Sure. So they hit that point. Mm-hmm. Does everybody think, has a common past? But at the point of the shatter, the sunder, the whatever the event, the yes. event, everybody goes their a different way. I have a thought that maybe it might change the uh, the ones who are caught up in the middle, the neutral folk, the least, mm. um, and the aggressors. It might change the most if, say, for example, mm. they they were the ones that got hit the hardest, as you're saying. Okay. Yeah. And the defenders might be somewhere in the middle. Does that sound? Yeah, that sounds easy. I mean, my God, we're, all, so, we're almost describing uh, uh, angels and devils and well. Humans. Yeah. My thought is the, that the aggressors get sent to something not unlike a hellscape, <laughs> and they they build up their tech to try to deal with it. They have a very that they probably get the, like the, the worst, the most difficult so, world to live in. So the uh, what's his name Oppenheimer's. You know, apparently Oppenheimer, one of the the Trinity guys, was actually laying odds on the chances of uh, one of the open-air nuclear tests actually catching the atmosphere on fire. Right. Yeah. And so so maybe that happened there. Sure. You know, of course, now that you've mentioned Trinity, and it goes so well with our theme, um, I feel this deep need to Uh to key it in somewhere. But... uh, (laughs) Uh-oh. No need to worry about that immediately. We'll circle around to it, I'm sure. We'll see, yes. I'm sure there'll be a, a place to play with it later on. So to address um, your, your initial question, John, of how much do they remember, um, I, I think the bulk of the population, uh, probably the people that were, were most engaged, you know, the Axis and allies and, and the, the very specific victims, they probably remember the least uh, uh, because it was so traumatic, or maybe the most. Uh, I don't yeah. know. And then and everybody else that kind of got drawn in in this choosing in an involuntary choosing of sides uh, uh, remembers less. So you've got almost this this priesthood, this this hierarchy of people that at least at the onset remember what's happened. And maybe mm-hmm. it's very few, maybe just a handful of people remember the truth. And for everybody else, the, the trauma of the transition was so much that it, their minds can't deal with it. And then they're just it, it, it's like this is their birthday. If the aggressor's side got the most trauma as far as the environment they ended up in, right? Then I was thinking they would have the most reason to forget. <laughs> true, um, true. The uh, the defenders, if they ended up somewhere 
in the middle where they had certain things that are difficult to deal with. So maybe they have an environment that's not necessarily very harsh, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing you want to, uh, it's something you got to work to try to try to make work for sure, like you. a mountain, you know, a mountainous yeah. area, not not completely inhospitable to life, but you got to work at it like you're saying. Well, a world that is uh, a world that is fairly rocky but also has some trees on it, shall we say. Sure, and storms um, and challenges. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh yeah, and say crazy atmosphere that works. Yeah. And uh then the neutral or, world or of course creatures. is more Creatures oh, that yeah. they have to defend against. Yes, because uh, defenders always have to be defending something, right? We've got to. There, there has to be. They're going to carry with them that that complex of I am the defender against evil, and so in in doing so, by being that, they are going to draw evil into their into this <laughs> this pocket, regardless. Well, that is a thought. That they, well, they have some creatures, but then the worst creatures are going to probably show up in the uh, aggressors' world. Yes, exactly. Um, some of which are the aggressors themselves. Perhaps they've been transformed. <laughs> Absolutely. And oh, God. Wow. Of course oh, means yes. That, oh, that's awesome. I love that. Do you think the defenders that. want to protect the neutral? Well, I think so, world, because I have a feeling that world eventually. is... Once, they, I think, once they're I think found, the yeah. World, yeah, yes, the like neutral ke- world is going to end up being almost idyllic. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's going no. to be those pastoral things, perhaps. It'll be uh, oh. perhaps easier to live in. Yes, and that's perfect, because that makes it the prize for both other worlds. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they're the Eloy or anything like that. No, no, no. That, no. But, um, <laughs> there is that, that resonance to it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, Kent, exactly. Once once they start having commerce with each other, then those old rivalries will definitely re-manifest, and the defenders oh, yeah. will try and defend the neutrals from predation. Although... Uh, and, and I would love to see the defenders maybe being worse than the cure. Yes. And in the process of wanting to defend, they actually subvert what is a, a fairly good thing that the neutrals have going. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So actually, I'm getting this image, and I don't know why I'm getting this image, but this is kind of a... It's it's like a pseudo Greek mythology thing of like the Spartans breaking into uh, Olympus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much so. It's like oh crap. <laughs> it's like okay, well they're here now. We need them, but uh, there goes the property so values. Are the are the yeah, exactly. <laughs> are the neutrals more pacifistic or? Are, I think they are. I would say yes. I think, I think they're more pacifistic, but they also have the most powerful magic. Probably, correct. I think that I think that's an easy choice. I, I think uh, that's sort of. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm yeah. thinking that that uh, uh, maybe they're pacifistic more in the way that uh, say you have monks being so that it's like they actually could kick your ass. Yes, <laughs> I, I think that's a better a better approach. That it's not that they're pacifists so much as that they're harmonious. That, yeah. that, that they struck a balance with things. And really, you know, in, in the context, balance is another one of the recurring themes that is going to run through all of these stories and all of these adventures. Because uh, mm-hmm. that's ultimately what's going to heal the world is striking that balance. So having the uh, aggressive the, neutrality. Uh, yes, the, the yes. compassionate iron, the, the velvet gauntlet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, that works. That works. Okay. I like that. So. Um, uh, we've got the basics, I think, for uh, these three worlds and kind of how things are changed yep. uh, to a certain extent. We haven't really gone deeply into what things are like physically, but we do kind of know generally what we're talking about. I think so. I think um, so. Basically, 
Uh, Agro World has lots of lava. Uh, <laughs> Defender World has lots of mountains, and uh, and uh, Neutral World has lots of trees. trees I think we're basically flowing uh, <laughs> plains of abundance. Open, yes, yeah, so, very much so. And so the uh, for the magical levels, we have. I'm just reiterating here for when we're about to now leap into the next thing. Right. Um, we we have um, uh, low magic on Agro World with lots of tech. We have um, medium magic on Defender World with. Uh, where they have say we haven't decided a tech level for them, but we'll come back to that because we're we're going to deal with the time issue in a moment. But it's yes. some yeah. tech, and then we have neutral world with a whole lot of magic and a lot of personal development, and I see that actually being relatively low tech. What do mm-hmm. you guys? Think? Very much so. Actually, I would Real- reverse defenders and neutrals have have defenders be high magic, have have the the two polar extremes be oh. the antithesis of each other, and then again reaffirming the the notion of harmony and balance have the neutrals be that middle ground between the two maybe okay. the neutrals may not have the highest potential but they have the highest um well the the trick is that the neutrals have to have something that the other two want uh, well yes. they're they're um, they're how, how they about more we, complex magic sure okay. they're more thoughtful There's, about it yes right good right. You're more nuanced to, yes right exactly exactly yeah. We're so they can uh, sorry. So it's not necessarily more powerful per se. So we'll say that maybe the defenders have more raw power yes. in their magic. Right. They yes. have high magic of almost the uh, so like the brooding wizard type stuff goes on there. Yep. Yeah. Um. The, the the brooding wizard that will grab the world and work rework it to whatever to 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 his or her whim with multi dice mm-hmm. fireballs. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's perfect because then when the aggressors and defenders get together. Uh, uh, there could be a conflict of such epic proportions that it threatens to destroy everything. And the, yeah. and the neutrals then have to step in, and this would probably step be part up. of their yeah. past, uh, yeah. step in and be Switzerland and try to say, chill, yeah, chill. Exactly. <laughs> Very much yeah. so. They, actually, they can actually accomplish more interesting things, more uh, uh, what, what one might think of as more quote-unquote powerful things because they've gone in they've studied it and they figured out what they need to do sure. but it's not a it's but as far as like you know for how long they can do it or the endurance or what have you they don't have a lot of raw power right right um so that works okay so we've got that now i think what we need to decide is how long has it been right. for each of these worlds uh for, for for us to hit the the now point Generation. and that'll help us to inform our uh what what the world is currently like we need oh. we need lots of time and and the now is like they're realizing that they need to repair, you know, that something has to happen. Yeah. Or it's what? been long enough that the worlds are drifting back closer together, and okay. things are starting to come through again. And, or things are well, they're starting to come through now. Okay. Um, there were things that came through a long time ago in the old world, but we don't uh, we don't necessarily know right. how much they know about that. Um, but uh, that uh, they're at that point, the cracks have started. Uh, have uh, maybe cracks have started forming again? But you actually have the thing where it is now possible to reunite the worlds, right. or it may be possible to uh, well, split them forever. Geez. But there are now gates between the worlds, and you can actively right. travel between them. So at some point in the past, there was travel, and then it kind of trailed off as they reached their point, their maximum point of separation, where there was no sep- there was no. Over okay. they kind of and over. now they're coming back together, and probably some people don't believe that that ever happened. Sure, I love that. That's kind of like a, a Big Bang thing, where you know, mm-hmm. initially right. the, the the boundaries are 
fairly fluid and they can continue their conflict, blah, blah, blah. And that gives uh, a cultural mythology that can be referenced in present day about the demons of the aggro world and the angels of the defender world. And then, yeah, exactly. They basically, by being separated, each culture achieved a kind of stasis, a kind of harmony, a balance Mm -hmm. that stopped their outward expansion and started drawing them together. The, 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 the common bonds that made them one people at one time uh, mm-hmm. start, to, start to manifest, and that creates like a magnetic field that draws them out together. And so, yeah, John, exactly what you're saying. Right. The, 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 the gates have started to open. The, the pathways are now clear again, and it's the testing time. Are you worthy yeah. of going back together again? That's brilliant. Okay, yeah. okay, good, good. So... Um, is uh, I, I think we've said generations have passed. So we want to say that no one is left alive then who remembers, or do we want there to be very long-lived people who remember, or how do we want to handle that? Good question. I would think the aggressors probably don't have anyone alive unless there's that yeah. one powerful right. like yeah. lich dude that, that <laughs> survived. The evil emperor uh, in his cave. Yeah, yeah. The, yes. li- the lich Hitler. Well, and there's one. No, had there be one in each world. There you go. Have there be one in each world who who achieves either a mythical status or or an aggressive uh, 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 control of the world? You know, on the Defender world, this could be like a god. Uh, And and I'm not going to use the capital G, but that's how they would perceive it. Um, And and he's very, or she, uh, is very present and active in the world. Whereas in in aggro world, it's dark and shadow, and he sends his tendrils out, blah, blah, blah. And in neutral world, it's David Carradine wandering about the world. (laughs) Well, yeah, I like that idea that in the the neutral world, it's someone who's more like a a, perhaps a traveling mystic. Yeah. Um, And Uh, no one necessarily knows who it is. Or the kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. Yes. There are perhaps legends we, of this individual, and sometimes it's male, sometimes it's female. Dare we hearten and, the dungeon master? Ooh. <laughs> no, probably not. Creative Commons, come on. <laughs> so, I like uh, that. I, that, that yeah. that's, that's good stuff, because there's continuity, there's echoed resonance in all three worlds, but it's expressed mm-hmm. in so many different ways, and very indicative of each world's culture and, and spiritual foundation. That's great. That actually mm-hmm. gives us a good uh, a good lodestone to play with as far as the center of society goes. So, so that, did, uh, okay, uh, and then I'm asking because I haven't even I'm trying to wrap my head around it. So, uh, when we say aggressors, you know, split off to the agro world, was it everybody in the United States? Was it? You uh, know, we're on the we're on well, the we, we did drop the bombs, so well, uh, we were the ones that I, dropped. I don't think, think. Here's the but thing, though. This is, these are these are kind of uh, I think that. This that there was a wave of some kind that came through that was able to essentially read the uh, call it call it lay, uh, through ley lines or whatever you want to call it. But mm-hmm. whenever whenever a little boy went off and uh, the 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 waves radiated outward, mm-hmm. uh, there was this almost semi intelligent reading of the thing, souls. Yes, yeah. that could read each individual right. and put them. With like individuals. See, and that's awesome because that would mean that there were some heart, you know, Patton might actually end up in the aggro world. 
Yes, yeah. exactly. You know? And what was oh, exactly. a, That's where I was going, yeah. Yeah, And what perfect. was a philosophical grouping became a physical grouping because of that. Exactly, yeah. um, exactly. This, this, uh, this kind of this animus that uh, might be the same form of intelligent magic that maybe the Nazis were getting in touch with, which is what led to the, the rumors of the aliens and all that. Bam. Um, things of that. And so it's, it's essentially they're like elementals or what have you. <laughs> so you have essentially this grand global nuclear elemental thing mm-hmm. that essentially manages to, uh, on, a, on a molecular level, because that's what the, the bombs do. Yep. Yep. Uh, on a quantum to, level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're going to yep. quantum level and split things apart. And, and uh, of course, we don't really need to explain the full science of all this, but no. I thought it was a cool idea. Okay. Um, well, John, <laughs> John, your idea... I mean that keeping. I think John's point is is valid, especially as we start building backstory on these individual worlds. Because you know, imagine if Patton did get drawn into Nazi world, yeah. uh, he's instantly going to create a resistance and and exactly. start start attacking. So they're in their cultural history. There is already conflict within their own ranks, and yeah, they've I, been fighting from day one. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, and even in the Defenders, you know, the, you know, we've got the Choir of Angels. <laughs> oh, good lord! Uh, they, you know, you, the, the, the aggro world is basically Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see that actually. You know, that, that using that as a as a, a template, a loose template, makes sense. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, um, that that's what they value. Go ahead, John. I, I I wanted to throw this out there before I forget it. There is a a term called psychostasia. And it, it's the weighing of the souls. That's what happened. Okay. Ooh. That's psychostasia. There's a yeah. word for it. That's awesome. That's, that, that actually <laughs> the is something Greek we're going to... word. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That, that is something we will need to remember for the, uh, for the naming portion, actually, because it's I cool. think that'll come in handy. But at the um, same time, it's kind of scary that it's already known. Oh, and that's the Isn't beauty of it. <laughs> a good story uses what is and turns it into what could be. <laughs> yep. <laughs> precisely, precisely. <laughs> Excellent. All it's right. A, it's from Aeschylus. That's a, uh, yeah, right. Everything, all the good stuff comes from Aeschylus. Freaking, uh, really, you know, holy crap. <laughs> and should have a brand. Uh, but in any case, let's see. So, so that said, we have uh, we have one ancient in each world. Mm-hmm. Um, but who remembers? So that means that we can actually make the uh, and this this individual can be immortal or what have you. Possibly even well, I don't know. Uh, well, uh, maybe they might be three aspects of the same person, possibly. But we don't necessarily have to play with that yet. Sure. But um, that said, so we we don't have to worry about time. We can have this happen as far away from the the event as we want. But just so that we'll we'll kind of be able to figure out how much to change things, how much time has passed. Got to be more than a hundred years, I would think. Yeah, we need multi generational. We we didn't have enough time for the facts uh, of the shattering to fall into mythology. So okay. we're talking we're talking Tolkien ages here. Oh, really? Cool. Thousand years, two thousand? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So something somewhere like say a thousand years or more. Yeah. Okay. Maybe yeah. is a thousand enough, or do we need to go? I think like, thousand is plenty. Okay. Because in the aggressor world, remember, if there's so much conflict, oh, yeah. who's left? Aggressor world, they'd have forgotten immediately. <laughs> That's a yeah. good who's left. Yeah. I mean, they've killed one of oh. and who's left is yeah. the most badass of everyone, or, right. well, or, <laughs> or whatever factions are left do you, there. Do you die? Maybe physics is. Oh, and you much die. harder oh, to die there. Dude. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you become the the anyone who died easily died quickly, and then they'd learn how to not die. So Darwinian uh, world. Uh, how to not. 
not die better. Yes, me, me, I'm English, good speak. Um, but, um, yeah, so so they would. Yeah, exactly. That's that's very good idea. Okay. A very good way to kind of play with it. Sort of uh, go into this almost sort of. Uh, yeah, and especially if they have this culture of uh, of arena combat. Almost. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what the hell? There's going to be no uh, no uh, combatants left. It's just right. going to be well, the big bads that want to. At some point, I'm sure that if it's been a thousand years, at some point they recognized that and figured out ways to make sure that they come out with people that are that are hardened, but at the same well, time, they have you know, don't kill everybody too. off. Oh, that's they right. Do. They have ways of keeping people alive. Right. They may be all cyborgs at this yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, sure. Maybe they kept uh, a lot of the a lot of the science. Maybe some right. somehow they managed to keep. I mean, oh, a lot of aggression. Aggression and science don't necessarily always go together. Oh, uh, no. uh, but. Uh, I mean, there bad, should be enough crossover. Their big bad is the ghost in the machine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, AI. Oh, uh-huh. dude. <laughs> so their so their uh, their ancient is essentially an artificial uh, artificial life form. He, he's gone to that point. He's seen now, and that's, that's a question flat, so. that that was him. Is that's a question that I had when we were taught when I when I first started thinking about this and thinking about diverging tech levels. Is you know on, as a storyteller, I'm thinking they have to be as far apart as possible. So mm-hmm. the notion yeah. of ghost and machine and cyber tech and and AI and all of that for the aggro that makes sense. And then having the defenders be total magic, uh, uh, blah, blah blah, and then the the neutrals be that 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 harmonious balance. I just yeah. I'm I'm wondering, and again I'm thinking purely almost from a from a gaming balance <laughs> standpoint. Uh, yeah. uh, do we want to have the the tech levels so divergent? Uh, can 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 that make a good story world where you've got plasma beams alongside uh, going up against magic? magic? And does that does that make it un does that make it more difficult for the reader player to engage? Uh- I think that they would probably try to do things like cybernetics, but I don't think they'd have made it necessarily to things like uh, plasma beams and what have you, because the environment will be harsh enough that a lot of what they're going to be focusing on is how to keep it off them. True. Um, There's always a chance that the the laws of physics are are different enough that that, that the plasma beam doesn't really work that well in in neutral neutral okay yeah you could do that that could be after a certain point yep that could be a balancing aspect yes sure Um, or possibly the neutrals have just learned how to turn the plasma beams off (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah well and they they just you try to shoot a neutral and uh, and your gun doesn't work for some reason. And, and that leads to stories where where aggros create uh, uh, secret cells in the neutral world to make their tech work in neutral yeah. world. And there's an adventure or a story there where you discover an aggro secret base trying to create particle weapons in neutral world or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and, wow. the, and vice versa, you know, having yeah, all so of yeah. them. An aggro reach research. A hidden agro research yeah. facility yeah. inside of both yeah. of the other worlds. Sure, and, yeah. and the defenders and can do the same thing. And the defenders can do the same thing in agro world. You know, coming in and, and tapping into the essential magic of the agro world in order to take the fight to them, and, yeah. and so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I like the. I'm going to now just throw down a few things that uh, will seem arbitrary, but it'll actually just be. What do you guys think of this? Okay. Um, so that uh, so that we can uh, move this along a little bit. Good. Uh, in the so. I'm I'm thinking of maybe in the agro world maybe technology 
is a tiny bit beyond where it is now. Okay. Um, in the in in our world, um, I like that because that it's, then it's the, approachable. It's well, approachable. yeah. So we have yeah. that, and then in the defender world, I would say maybe technology is closer to um, Renaissance. Seventeen. Yeah, I was thinking like around maybe seventeen hundreds. Okay. It got is, thrown is back. Where they, uh, hmm. Well, they didn't necessarily forget everything, but they had to uh, you know yeah. work with what they had left. Right, and they had a lot of magic, and so as the magic is encouraged, and that's what they go after. The other thing will kind of atrophy a little bit, I think. Correct. Right. Yeah. Um, well, if so you, you have the elementals, you don't have to build airplanes. Exactly. 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 And magic stuntifies technology. And mm-hmm. you can have things where it's like, okay, well, we do. Uh, this is how you make gunpowder. And so they go in, and sometimes the, they know about making gunpowder and all that, and so they do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they could, but they don't really need airplanes, right? But um, well, but if you can throw a fireball, you don't need to build a cannon. No, you don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't really need to build. The only reason you would need to build a ca- build a cannon is if you know your your wizard gets tired. Sure. Um, I can so, see technology being a kind of heresy almost. You know, why yeah. why do you need gunpowder when we have fireballs? Well, they may have uh, some world. One of the two worlds, either the neutral world or the defender world, could have outlawed uh, any technology over a certain point because of what happened. Sure. Um, sure. It's entirely possible. You know, have a have a whole Battlestar Galactica no network computers thing rocking. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Closer to uh, Dune with yeah. the men. Yeah. No. Yes. Good. Yeah. Good. Same, like same thing, actually. So, <laughs> Ultimately, yeah, the, same, the same impulse. So that any anything that you develop has to work with what you're... Oh, yeah. Sure. So any technological development has to serve the magic and not the other way around. Ooh, Correct. Nice. Oh, that's like brilliant. That. And that would lead like to a whole level of, of exploration for the writers and the, and the magic users in the world exactly. to create magic tech. Oh. Yeah, so you have devices, but they're things that are basically for your spells. Yeah. Right. Um, so if you have if you have an app, it's only something that helps you to <laughs> and there's to cast a fire. Inquisition that goes around looking for tech, yes, trying to avert magic. Yeah. Yes. Well, well remember these things, John, because I'm going to ask about factions in a minute. Yeah. Um, awesome. <laughs> oh awesome. God. And uh, in the neutral world, I would say then the tech level. What do we want to set the tech level in the neutral world to be? If they're they're all sort of very inward looking, they. They're very focused on how they use their magic, but they don't use it for everything. Um, do you want to? I'm actually starting to think maybe uh, maybe something like 1800s, 1900s. I would say I would. Let's do it for the time that was split at 1908. You know, whether some oh, when the, when, the, when it yeah. started. Yeah. Okay. okay. So yeah. So early night, very early 1900s. Correct. Okay. So they. So their balance. So, is yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Is. You know, yeah, so it's like they, they only they only build what they need. Correct. So they'd have uh, they'd have like your basic your model T's and what have you or things or uh, the equivalent basically sure. that they've reached. And again, remember this is after a thousand years, so they built back up to this point. Right. So they were able to rediscover old lore and a lot of there was a lot of reading, there was a lot of repetition. Maybe there was a long period of uh, being rather like the the monks copying things for long periods of time, and then they're like, oh yes, didn't we used to have this thing called a printing press? Yes, I just found that. Okay, let's make one of those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's and, do that uh, again. That's a good let's idea. Let's do that again. That was good. I like that. <laughs> and so we we reached that point, and so that's good. That's good. So like early 1900s, yep. uh, and it becomes the true balance between tech and magic. Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. That works. And so they'll have the Zen. So they'll, do they have? Yeah, uh, do they? Yeah. Do they have? Did they develop uh, guns the way that they did? Do they have like the uh, the six shooters and what have you? Or wow. do they? Uh, I don't know. I don't because. Know. 
To, to some extent, well, how much of the population is able to do this complicated this complicated inner magic? Ah, that's a that's a whole different question. Can, let's table that for now. Let's table that for yep. now. Uh, <clears throat> and 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 you know the, the the I think the the notion of gunpowder in the neutral world is is kind of a defining question. Uh, because it w- really will inform w- the choices that are coming down the road well, for this discussion. I mean, but China had gunpowder a thousand years before it became weaponized. Sure. But wasn't it so, for entertainment? Right, right. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. It, it was never really weaponized, even though some people saw that idea and just yeah, yeah. But but they had the idea that the superior man wins through nonviolence. Well, exactly. Let's say for the time being yes. that that uh, they didn't have. Gu- let's say for the time being that maybe they they stopped with the guns. Uh, they don't have guns up until the gates form, oh, and yes. then. Sure. Then people will probably bring guns to them. Well, and that was a great social upheaval for them, and a lot of discussion yeah. and discourse went around that, because I can see exactly what you guys are saying, that the, the, the notion of the superior man does so nonviolently, that's perfect. And mm-hmm. that doesn't preclude the development of gunpowder, just that if you build a gun with it, you're a barbarian. You're yeah, vulgar, exactly. and, and that would be shunned, not necessarily sanctioned again or, or prescribed, but just why on earth would you do that? You're a I moron. See. I see a societal rift available for us. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Now that we're getting into these societal rifts, we can talk about factions, I think. Um, Well, does anyone have anything that they want to want to leap in here about the technology before we move to the factions? No, I think we've I think we've discussed enough for each one. Okay. Yes. For that. So John has already brought up a number of possible factions for these worlds, and so now I want to actually get in the position I can write some things down. Right. Uh, So let's uh, go back to the aggro world. Uh, I'd like that. I I I would like in in my mind. In my mind, (laughs) I would like to see that there is the possibility potential for at least two factions. um, Oh, at least in each world. At least. Uh, Well, I mean, just narratively speaking, as to what's going to be important. Okay. Um, and then well. And then we also need to do, we're going to need to deal with the idea of how connected the worlds are now and is there you know are there well well yeah let me actually ask this first real quick uh, to to make sure with the worlds connected now through gates and what have you and there being some co- some commerce between the worlds how big a thing is that are there uh, I know that individuals will have far reaching ideas that encompass all three worlds mm-hmm. but is there any sort of cabal or anything that's formed involving trying to govern these? Or are they still separate enough that they each are left to their own governance? Well, let me just throw out two informants to that question, Jim. Maybe we can narrow this down a little bit and say there's two basic ways to, to move from one world to the other. One is the causeway, or maybe there's multiple causeways. But actually, okay. it's basically the idea that if you walk far enough in this direction on this road, you will end up in the other world. So that there's no magic involved. It's just you have to walk on well, this road. That kind of means that they're physically uniting, but it's... It, uh, but, but tenuously, very tenuously. A, so it's, it's like a gate, but it's not a gate. It's a road instead. Right, Correct. exactly. exactly. Okay. And the other way would be through some sort of magic or tech that, that creates a kind of uh, dimensional teleport, uh, mm-hmm. uh, where, where literally, you know, if you, if you wanted to, in the, in the Defender world, you could summon a demon of aggro, ah. or, okay. or vice versa. That, or, or, you know, dimensional teleports, summonings, something along those lines that are one-shot deals, very costly, uh, uh, so it doesn't happen a lot, 
but it's a way to drop in behind enemy lines or or seed yourself in the middle without having to go through the gates because those because even though it's a causeway i can see every one of these people building big freaking fortresses yeah. <laughs> on the road and that making sure they control egress back uh, and yeah. forth so there are mm-hmm. gates but it's they're actually more like tool gates <laughs> they're real gates. Yeah. <laughs> yes actual gates yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I then like that, that, that no man's land thing. in between is, is yeah. you know, people could actually live in there. Oh, my God, why you Ooh. want to, but oh, living right, in the, the borderland. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and don't forget the wasteland, too. That's a whole yeah. different thing. That's going to yeah. have, uh, because maybe in the wasteland, there's a true gate, shall we say, yeah. where you can actually get from one to the other. Yeah, they're all three uh, unified if way. you walk, if you can survive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a good question. We need to play with that soon, but I'm going to write that over in important loca- locations and hope I remember it later. <laughs> okay, cool. So... Um, back to factions. Back to factions. I think I think we've pretty much identified then if those are the ways through. I'm seeing kind of that each of these worlds is still kind of relatively self-governing and what have you. Sure. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Yeah, at this point for sure. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. I can see. So, I, can, I can see. And one of the things that I wanted to to infuse in the in the neutral world is the impulse or the desire. Uh, and the curiosity, not only to want to understand their their new neighbors, but also to form bridges and associations and connections between them. Uh, yeah. so you end up with diplomats and scholars and merchants oh, yeah. that that are motivated to go out into the world and either solve its problems or make a buttload of money. Uh, and, <laughs> in the and it process. could, I mean, there could already have been a big cultural thing before the causeways appeared. Sure, um, where you go on walkabout at some point. Mm-hmm. And so maybe there's a thing where it's like, okay, well, now your your range of walking is much wider. Oh, um, there's, there was an idea in, um, in uh, Hyperion, the Hyperion Cantos by Dan Simmons, oh. uh, of the river that wandered all the worlds. Ooh. Uh, oh, they, yeah, and, yeah. And they had, they had teleporters at either end of this river, and it would literally flow from one planet to another, and you just yeah. walk, go along the river and make your way around. That's badass. If there's a river that unifies all of them and, and you know, toxic sludge flows in to, to Defender World from the Agro River and, and so on and so forth. You know, so is it a circle? Like, I, I can yeah, I would like, say so. Like the River Ocean. Yeah. Um, I, I can actually mm-hmm. see that becoming more and more the case as you see signs of the worlds possibly melding. Yeah. Uh, you, where yeah, where you get point, more things point. like continuous rivers and whatnot. Right. Maybe that's stuff that doesn't happen at first. Let me also ask, how long has it been since the causeways appeared? Maybe a generation. Yeah. Okay. One generation. All right. Just long Good. enough for prejudice of the old older folks to be strong, but the, 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 the children, the young people of the age are, are past it enough that they can be tolerant and are Good. seeking to reach out. Yeah, that's a good point of uh, point where we can play with that and put a wedge in and make them feel all uncomfortable. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> conflict. That's our misery. Job. But uh, the uh, the agro world. Uh, then I, I think we should have, like I said, at least two factions in each world to play with. Sure. I think we should probably just play with two factions in each world to keep yes. from going insane. Yeah. Um, unless anything uber cool happens to occur to us and we want to throw it in. Um, so, what would be a couple of good factions for the agro world? Uh, I like John's idea that that Patton or or the idea that inspired by John that that Patton ended up in Agro World. Yeah, uh, yeah. So and that had so, that evolve into you've got the the evil emperor, the empire as one faction, yes. and the well the rebels, but not good rebels. They're 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 the parasites. <laughs> they're, they're constantly nipping at the heels. They're more 
uh, they're, they're even more aggressive than they're the, they're the opposition. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They are the other thing that conflict must have. They're they're the opponent. They're the nemesis. So so you've okay. got the, the there you go. That's a good name, nemesis. Yeah, the entrenched Empire lawful nemesis. evil and the nemesis. <laughs> yep, that is yep. a thought. That is a thought. So. Um, I, do we want to make this something as simple as the people inside and the people outside, or how do we want to play this? Do inside, we say that the empire? Well, that's the question. Okay. Does the empire have like their their fortified citadels? Uh, do they control more of the technology or the important stuff? And do the nemeses have ah, okay. uh, some some sort of you know need to get in there and get at the resources or what have you? Are they cut off? I don't know. I didn't. Uh, I, I wasn't clear if you were talking across worlds or just within the world. Right now, within I'm talking about just within okay. the world. Within, within the world. world. Yep. Then yeah, there, there there should definitely be a geographic uh, uh, separate. Well, in in this case, because the aggressors are so cut and dry and and hardlined and battlefields and boundaries, uh, uh, I think I think yeah, there needs to be uh, a separation of location. But of course, the nemesis is always working its way into the cracks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So then that means that uh, the Empire, whoever they were, managed to get a hold of the best land, such yes, as it was. Yes, Oh, absolutely. Um, and that, so and that I, just makes the Nemesis that much stronger, because they had to work harder to survive. I'm seeing kind of a lot of volcanoes and what have you around, and, uh, and possibly a poisonous atmosphere. I'm seeing um, carnivorous plants. Yeah. Carnivorous, <laughs> oh, yes, yes, you have to have those. Um, <laughs> mutations, and, uh, mutations, mutations, and, you've got to have yes. mutations. Rock people. Yes. Um, <laughs> what? No rock people? I don't know, man. Uh, okay, maybe we'll table the rock people for the time we, being. We, we could actually, um, we could probably make an argument for it. With, this, with these four people at the table, I mean, we, can, we can justify rock true. people. I, I kind of <laughs> like the idea of like gladiators that do the battling That's true. on Ooh. some point where they yeah. have like detachable arms replaced with swords or flails, oh, yeah. you know, that... That when they hit, they spark or whatever. They release some or, sort of. Or magic. that's like the, the 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 thing where you replace your arm with rotating blades. Yes. <laughs> like maybe maybe they're the rock people only in that they have some sort of rock armor. They give you an art. It's okay. like it's like a, <laughs> you know, it's, it's iron like a bio armor. armor. It's bio armor. Yeah. Right. There you go. It's iron armor. Except it's it's yeah. It's, could be. It's could like be, a yeah. paras- Ooh, It's a parasitic relationship. Uh, yeah, yeah. A life like your form. skin becomes tougher because you're. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you and, take them into yourself. Ooh, and and those in the nemesis crowd that that bond with these parasites, if they master the parasite, they can actually become like shapeshifters and take mm-hmm. on different appearances or manifest That's and express different stuff. Whereas the, the 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 empire is all very cybernetic, and what you see is what you get unless you start creating transformers. Uh, but well, they, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we can't. We we don't need. Those, but so. that's kind of cool. But but Kent, going back to what you said about the gladiatorial gladiatorial arenas, that's mm-hmm. awesome because mm-hmm. that indicates a formalization of conflict above mm-hmm. and beyond whatever wars and battles well, they're fighting. Yeah, and, it might and, be that's how they decide legal disputes, probably. Sure, and and that sort of expresses a kind of civility mm-hmm. and a kind of harmony and balance that gives hope for the possibility of an ultimate unity on down the road. That's brilliant. You, you wrecked my car. Now our lawyers will fight. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's almost a cold war with... With blood. Lots of blood. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. With with lots it, of... Yeah, well, but they, with formal... With a cold war during, you know, well, that, cold chivalry, war, that with, with chivalry kind of. Kind situation. of, yeah. Well, it's again, we're, we're, it kind of brings us back to Dune, really. 
yeah. if you think about it. Little Dune meets um, Mad Max. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's because they have I'm, this this very specific yeah. way that they've they've formalized their conflict. Right. Um, and right. maybe they, if their technology is like, like 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 we were talking about before, just a little ahead of where we are now, then maybe they they do have the idea of atom bombs. But at the same time, it's like, well, let's be careful. They they do understand <laughs> that they have to be kind of careful about using them because uh, well, at these, this point, <laughs> and these worlds can have limited real estate too. They don't yeah. have to be as big oh, as yeah. planets. Exactly. Uh, so you you drop a bomb even at the far end of the world, you're dealing with fallout, dude. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, so they know that, up, right? And they that, know that would put them in a cold war position. Exactly. Right, they do it. They, bro- they broke the world before. Yeah. yeah. This is how and so they don't want to use the nuclear option again. Right. But they're okay yeah. with that. <laughs> yes. Of course. Once they have these other nice big worlds to exactly. use the nuclear option on, eh, maybe yes. you know. We'll put it in reserve. <laughs> Exactly. It's in reserve in case yep. we. Uh, so I like I like those factions, and those factions sort of breed inner factions because you can have the technocrats in the empire, yeah. and oh, yeah. and the parasitic masters in the nemesis, and 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 all of that. I, I think there, there's. I mean, my God, there's stories aplenty just in that world alone. Oh yeah. Uh, Structure I, I, of the empire, real quick. Structure of the empire. What are we looking at? Are we looking uh, at uh, a monarchy? Are we looking at a councilry or councilry? Uh, councilry with a head counselor. Head counselor is that uh, is that is that decided by trial by combat? Oh, of course. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. But, okay. but but trial by combat, not necessarily in the arena. Uh, uh, it, it, you know, you you can any time they they drop the flag that says okay, it's on from that point to the actual fight, and there's probably like a week time that passes before the actual combat if your opponent dies you win so you can poison his food you can send ninja assassins after him you can create (laughs) robotic plagues that that eat his eyebrows and and you're constantly in defense (laughs) mode for an entire week that's the campaign season (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly that's brilliant john i love it game of assassins oh my god i love it <laughs> oh, dark, sinister world, brooding dark clouds, red light flashes. I love it. I love this. This is great. Okay, okay so that so if we got that now. Structure of the nemeses. Uh, I want to throw in something here. So, are the size is the size of the world proportional to the size of the number of people that went to that world? So, the neutral world, which is going to comprise would have comprised the bulk of the planet at the time. It's huge. It's huge yeah. compared to okay. the other two. Okay, oh, yeah. I can see that. Can I can totally yeah. see that, which just makes it that much more appealing as a prize right. for mm. the other worlds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so that being said, then, the number of people that would have ended up in the aggro world, plus, you know, surviving, could be, uh, do we want to throw it to less than, less than uh, 100 million? Sure, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. depending on... It, it, yeah, but this is a thousand years. thousand years have passed. There's a lot yeah. of die-off. <laughs> so there's a possibility there's but a lot of uh, potential for no, die-off, but a lot but, of potential for birth. So, no, I, think, yeah, I think 100,000... That's, that's, I thought it was 100,000. 100,000? Dear God. I was going to say, that's pretty small. 100 million? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I meant. Sorry. I was wondering about the whole bill Do we want... Okay. Yeah, all right. I can see that. I can totally see that. Let's roll with that. Hundred millions enough to have it on a on a position. A I assume their world is something like the size of the moon. Maybe oh, that would sure. work. Sure. Yeah. That's oh, good. and you know, you just you just invoke something. Just a, just a side thought. I'm going to throw it out there. If if let's say let's say a hundred million, uh, uh, hundred and fifty million, and three hundred million uh, in the three worlds. All right. 
That right. doesn't even come close to comprising the population of the planet when the rift. Our current. Yeah. Yep. So many people died or were lost in that separation. Somebody, wow. somebody somewhere needs to realize that. <laughs> right. And, this is and, when and the... be crippled by the loss of life and, and humanity yeah, in right. that process. And until point. like the 32nd book in the series when the new writer starts writing about <laughs> some of the worlds where the other people went to. Oh, um, <laughs> oh dude. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and I think, I think they all share the moon somehow. They would, the moon is the same. The moon's the the moon is about the size of each of the worlds you're saying, but no, no, they share the moon is the moon. Oh, it's yeah. the, oh, 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 it's the moon in all of them. Yeah, it's the, moon the is same moon. In all of them. Is that the is that the next? I don't know. Point? I don't know. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, like, let's be. keep the waste. I, I like let's, that. I like let's that. Let's keep this as something hypothetically about the size of the moon. And or, I think well, no, I like John's idea that the moon is is something that everyone mm-hmm. sees in the sky. Correct. That's that's inspired. Oh, okay. Oh, that's so poetic. they share the moon. Yeah. That, okay, I yeah, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, for a moment, I thought when you said they share the moon, is that they were all on the moon? That's great. You look at an unattainable and... goal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Or poetry that would evolve from from you know once they discover once they start crossing worlds and seeing oh my god that's my, that's our moon minute, and, was... and and the, <laughs> the 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 hope the the hope we were at of... half moon in the previous world you're at half moon here yeah. <laughs> But but or, the notion that the, what that does then is it inspires the possibility that there is hope for unity again. Mm-hmm, if we right. have this common ground, maybe we can find more. And I think that's a great metaphor, John. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, and actually, you could you could get whole uh, lunar philosophical movements. Yeah, absolutely. Right, Kent. Was, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say maybe the maybe the strongest points of convergence are during the the full moon. Ooh, okay. Like I could, your yeah. your your pathways or your causeways are much larger or or have a greater potential to reach right. further. You know, I do like we that. think that there is perhaps a movement or cult of some kind that has grown up around this across the three worlds? Sure, a lunar yeah. cult of some kind. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I think that's awesome because you know the the lunar cults, mythologically speaking, are all about the emotion, the spirit, and the soul. Uh, which is ultimately what has caused this rift in the first place. So that's brilliant. So, and okay, I love, so. I love the, 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 the phase of the moon and the episodic mm-hmm. nature of the crossings because that just introduces that whole time factor into we, we, can't cross over, we can't cross the army over until the full moon and Correct. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah. I love that. Okay, great, great. So we can play with that. Um, so what did we say the structure of the uh, Nemesis faction is? We didn't. We, we, ah, we derailed yeah. again. What a good, what an awesome coincidence then that I'm asking that question. It was run by, it's, it's run by robotic Patton. <laughs> robotic ah, Patton. Robot Patton. <laughs> robot Patton. Robot <laughs> Patton. Oh, wait a minute. Parasite Patton. Parasite Patton. I can see that being. I can see them very being very uh, 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 William Wallace uh, uh, kind of Scottish yeah. tribes that that function. Uh, survival of the fittest type of thing, mm-hmm. yeah. but a, a loose okay. binding of chieftains that work together. I, I don't want to make them crude and barbaric, but just less less cultured and civilized than the empire. Yep. Less order. Lots, yeah. lots of hit and run. Yeah, tactics, lots of guerrilla, yeah. guerrilla yeah. tactics, infiltration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the the Star Wars rebellion meets yeah. William Wallace. So basically, like some sort of liberation front. They might let's, think let's of just it call as. it the the fleet, or or it's got to be a military organization. 
Okay. But having oh, we... multiple heads. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, all right, good. So it's uh, it's basically like they're, they're units, correct? Yes. Pretty much. Sure, there yes. you go. They, they live in units, but you also have your family unit with your regular unit because yes. you have, okay. And that yeah. ties good, in beautifully okay. with the General Patton Foundation, mm-hmm. you know, the mythology right, okay. that would yeah. come from that, sure. Awesome, okay. So nice. they yeah. are, okay. uh, yeah. the, the, whatever the militaryocracy word is, that's what they are, okay. Which, you know, we figured, but, you know... And, again, that falls in line with the gladiatorial type, where they would want organized... Oh, they could possibly... yeah, they might participate in the oh, yeah. uh, in the games. Oh, they absolutely! Might open to everyone. It, sure, it's required. Uh, you know, not really required, but that's a lot of their prestige. There, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, cool, cool. So I think we're good on the aggro factions. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, what do we want for Defender World factions? Ooh. This one has lots of magic here. So right. Yeah. So, well, but lots also, of magic. Uh, roughly Renaissance magic. era technology. Uh, not- all technology is uh, is sculpted to fit the magic. Correct. And, and a layer of religion laid over top of it. Yeah. Some, some some divinity or, or you know, the, 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 the idea of choirs of angels keep coming to mind. Mm-hmm. How about, uh, how about uh, like the artificers or something like that? A, you know, a group of, oh, that want more tech involved. Well, they, they have, well, they have learned to infuse the tech into, okay, the magic and okay. the tech into the magic. Sure. And sure. Do you want to say that, that it's that? Yeah. That, uh, and you're going to need. You're going to need. Yeah. And, and the thing is, there's going to be a lot of factions. That there's going to be those artifices. There's going to be. I think John or Kent, you had mentioned the Inquisition, uh, the people that scour the land for for yeah. tech that yeah. is subversive to the sanctity of magic. Yeah. Uh, cool. Cool. Uh, but I think so, that the core the core group is going to be. I don't want to say the church, but but. A religious hierarchy, uh, oligarchy of some kind. Uh, Correct. Okay. There'll still be a, one a majocracy. A majocracy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 And obviously, okay. with with the strong spiritual religious underpinnings, the, yeah. the, the notion of the paladin and yeah. the the mission from God and well, it, our yeah, holy purpose. Yeah, we can pull a lot of here from the the druids or what have you, where it's the idea was uh, almost well. That or the the concept that, and I'm not talking about the actual druids, but more the uh, the the things that we get through Excalibur and uh, things that have come since, where you have the 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 old religion and uh, centering around the ideas of the magic, right, and uh, being kind of the uh, the uh, tied in with the religious practices and, and infused, the notion. Go ahead, Ken. Oh, oh infused into one, uh, you know, just a very few items of uh, or individuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because yeah, yeah. we're we're thinking the tech works along with the magic, but just amplifies it even that much more. Right, so, in service uh, to the magic. So mm-hmm. are we are we building a religion, a mage religion, where you've got a zillion vessels and, for lack of a better term, a pope or a yeah. Um, oh, oh yeah. What if what if most the of channel? the so mm-hmm. what if more most of the people in this world are uh, are um, are vessels. Mm-hmm. And the the people who are more in charge are all casters. Does that make sense? Okay, mm-hmm. they're kind of using the the and so they need the people, so they use them for their so to draw be, on. So being a projector then marks you as potential nobility. Yes, or oh, or in well. this case a priesthood, mm-hmm. you know, right. because you are the oh that's perfect because you're the voice of the magic. You are mm-hmm. the hand of magic in the world. The projectors. Are the ones who actually manifest it? Where I don't, I don't, I don't know if, if um, 
I, I do like the idea of the projectors being the priests. I like that 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 yeah. social stig not stigma, but social elevation just by virtue of that ability. That makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but and uh, by, go ahead. By priest, you mean leader? They're they're yeah, like the, exactly the ones they look up to. Yeah. Right. Well, and the, the idea that that occurs to me, and again, is I think more of the of the 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 archetype of the paladin of of the holy evangelist. Blah blah blah. It's always infused by a holy purpose. Yeah. And and this culture would be driven by making sure that your every action and every deed is is anointed is a part of the holy purpose. And everybody has a different purpose, but they all need to be oh. anointed by the higher up to do see blessing and and have it be in alignment with yeah. blah blah blah. So I just thought of a very interesting well, <laughs> interesting to me. Okay. Um idea that uh, for how we could have a split and a faction type thing going on here. Okay. Two factions here. So let what if say you have this uh this idea uh yeah the 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 sort of more theurgist types, shall we say, mm-hmm. who uh, ended up being able uh, just sort of combining because you still have folks who remember, you know, the uh the, the religions from uh from from Earth a thousand years ago, and we can say that at this point there are things where it's uh, Christianity is still kind of in there mm-hmm. uh, in the people controlling the society. So you have the the idea of it's it's a it's a monotheistic culture, but what you have are the people who are in charge are kind of like a Vatican, yes, um, who have learned to meld the magic into and through their uh, their their religious ideas, their religious understanding. They come to it that way uh, to an extent. And then you um, have the, the ideas of Franciscans. Then you have the Franciscans and the well, Lutherans and the Methodists. And that's the thing. And then on the other side, you have a faction that the that the Inquisition are trying to hunt down to a certain extent. Not just the technologists, but also the pagan magicians, the D and D wizards, well, things uh, of that nature. Okay. Um, let me who, let me let me take that and run with that just a little bit. Uh, uh, the, the notion of your your destiny being handed down by the Pope. As opposed to yeah. choosing your own destiny and having faith in yourself. Mm, exactly. Okay, so, so, so we're all of the same religion. We just disagree with the nature of our destiny and our place in the world. And for one, it's heresy. For the other, it's slavery. And there's a point of conflict. Yes, okay. I, that'll work. I like that. Because that. that can still bring in you know, the rogue magic users and the people that are stepping out, but it keeps them unified in and a, and a nice point of tension in that mm-hmm. they still believe the same essential thing. It's just the expression of it that is, that is so causing so many troubles. And perhaps mm-hmm. there are those within the, uh, the, the resistance, whatever we're, we end up calling them, that uh, the, the ones who are persecuted who actually are some of them are willing to go with this higher technology that they were not supposed to explore. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, oh there, yeah. So yeah. there are there are vessels out there who are trying to figure out how to tap their own. Mm. Yes, vessel. and they're doing it through oh. devices. Yeah. Heresy. Yes. Heresy. Exactly. Oh, yes. Exactly. <laughs> have things like staffs and wands. Exactly. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about for, how about for the for the rebels? How about the pariahs? Oh, yeah, Ryan's. I like it. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure that's what. Uh, I'm sure that's what the church would call them. Um. <laughs> and, and they can embrace that and say, "You're damn right," because because. <laughs> sorry. And of course, there is also an Inquisition that will go after them, and that kind yes, of thing. Yes, absolutely. And that and the, and as the as the pariah faction gains power, so too does the Inquisition. Right. To the point where the Holy Pope starts to lose power because things mm-hmm. are starting to shift yeah, towards yeah. this major conflict, which is a wonderful microcosm for the larger story that we're telling. That's brilliant. Right. That's yes. very, 
Well, very cool. So he has to he has to allow his lieutenants in the Inquisition to tap into more of the power of the faithful, so to speak. Right. Mm-hmm. To right. deal with the pariahs. Yes. So I'm that, going to that robs him of his strength. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm imagining that this sort of papal figure has a is essentially a church like uh, uh, structure for governance. Of course. Yeah. And then maybe they maybe they also have things like paladins, knights, and what have you that they send out. They have imbued with these holy tasks, and then we've got the Inquisition, which is more the check and balance that mm-hmm. goes out of control because it's an Inquisition. It always does. It always does. It um, must. Of course it does. With one foot and in the aggro world, which is yeah, perfect. Precisely. And uh, the Inquisition's probably led by a cardinal of some kind, typically. Sure. Uh, I would think. But the pariahs, what sort of structure do we want them to have? Round table-ish? If any. Well, obviously, and actually I should sort of mention, probably when I say this, is these pariahs are probably all over the place, and I'm not saying this is their main governance. But they, right. they probably aren't necessarily, don't have a single uh, core thing. But if we wanted another group... A resistance group, shall we say. What would its structure be like? Another resistance group within this world, within Defender within, World? Well, well, in other words, yes, the, uh, a resistance group within the uh, within the pariahs. I, I, uh, I sort of see a cell structure, kind of a, a terrorist kind of cell structure where, you know, you know two people and they know two people, but you don't nec- you don't probably don't know the two people that they know kind of okay. in the okay. In okay. a web kind of situation, tell three friends. And I like that. Three I friends like, and maybe, maybe a larger group, so they could. I mean, they'd want to gather together and pray, uh, uh, and and celebrate mm-hmm. their religion in their own way. So, but but like exactly what you're saying, John, just make it make the cells a little larger, right? And and only the 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 priests of those cells know the other cells, maybe or something like that. Right. What if, okay. So what if so, what if they were to do pray at a certain time? That way they don't all have to be gathered together. It's just oh okay that particular, yeah that way okay. So you're joining your power that, with other people. Yeah, join, with other yeah. people. Yeah. Okay. So they're like, like that. Uh, oh that god. Be- oh, and that's awesome because you could actually manifest at some point uh, a sort of remote vessel projector relationship. Right. Yes. Where mm-hmm. prayer. Suddenly, suddenly, your, the power that you can draw is exponential, and they can infuse that into an avatar character. Exactly. Who can, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. bam, big power. <laughs> or because the pariahs are dealing with an item or tech, it's through a, a an actual physical piece. Time to form magical Voltron. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that, the, the, that the projector actually holds, and then at that particular time during prayer, wham, he gets to do the big whammy. Yes, okay. yes. So there's so this is also a a kind of a theocratic uh, group then. Oh yes, uh, but it's a kind of a more underground one. Correct. And they'd have. Uh, do they have an ultimate leader that uh, makes decisions? Um, you said that they're cell like. There, there will be there will be people that that are respected and admired. Although, John, you know, your idea that they're individual cells uh, kind of precludes a, a single leader. Since right. right. Yeah. It, Maybe it would just be that there's uh, there is like perhaps an or- a loose organization of which there is a uh, maybe a, a chair or a uh, or, or just a, a rotating thing. It's like a council. Type OK, thing. now uh, now we named the the aggressor. Um, uh, well, no, that, well, but but they're they're immortal. Oh well, sort yeah, we have we have we made a, we haven't done one for here. Well, that's we yeah that's, that's true. Pope. We haven't we that's haven't talked. Oh yeah, that's oh, right. The Pope. Yeah, the Pope. Yeah. The Pope. You know it's, who it's I think God. it is? Who? You know who I is think it? it is. I think it's Churchill. 
Oh. Someone like uh, someone like Churchill, basically. I can totally, he's, I can totally the, see that. he's the immortal yeah, that, that goes all the way idea. back to the Sundering. You know, I like that idea. Um, what we could say is that it could it could actually perhaps be Churchill, or there could be rumors that it's Churchill. Right, yeah, but yeah. but it's it's left kind of vague. Oh, so yeah, it's yeah. like it could be Churchill, but yeah. we're not sure. Well, and that's, that's one of those things, one of those details that I think anybody that takes this idea and runs with it can really infuse their own fingerprint yeah, on it and decide yeah. who that is. Yes, and, uh, I, I like that idea though. That, I do too. Uh, I do too. Be a Churchill-esque figure at the very least. Sure. As sure. someone who, and so perhaps he is Churchill, but we don't know. We're not sure. Okay, so uh, I have a quick question here to throw out. Because we've decided like Churchill for the defenders, who was our aggressor that is left over? Who that is, was uh, that was we, kind of an AI like or some someone who is all that's left is their uh, was it, all that's but left we sort is of it was Hitler or. Well, maybe, maybe Hitler, or it could yeah. be Hitler, could be Stalin. So it is in the Stalin. empire, yeah. rather yeah, than they, the nemesis. Yeah, so I was thinking it was in the empire. Okay, okay. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah, I, and I think I like what we're doing here. The, Emperor, the, the pattern that, that's evolving is that we have a core group and then a splinter group or a fringe yeah. group, and and it just it echoes very nicely the thematic essence of the of the worlds themselves. So I think that works. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and you got to have those. you yeah. got to have those. Thematic resonance for the win. The Priyas have kind of a cell structure, but perhaps their leaders will occasionally uh, meet up yeah, and say, okay, what are you doing? What should we do? A great conclave um, or, or an ecumenical yeah. discussion, whatever. Yeah. yeah, and their leaders are essentially just would be, uh, would, would, do we want to think of them as, uh, as like bishop types, or do we want to think of them as sort of father types? or uh, I, I, The, the I, Priyas? Okay. Yeah. The the leaders of the pariah cells. Yeah, they they would. I I think to think of them as as bishops would give them too much power because bishop mm-hmm. kind of implies yeah. multiple heads in there. There may be bishops within the order, but those would be okay. like the intermediate yeah, yeah. level. That, They're on the inside. Yeah, they, <laughs> they 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 are the handlers for like three or four of the priests of the cells. Yeah. Okay. Now, there, there's a priest that leads the prayer for the cells. Those priests report to a bishop-like character who knows three or four of them, and then the bishops report to the guy or the girl who is the, the person who's ensuring that the, the, the line sustains. So, the neutrals. What factions did we want to have for a neutral world? I, I seem to remember there was an idea that came up, and I'm, right. I'm trying to... I, I put that can... out there, the, the notion that they were, they were diplomats, scholars, and merchants. That yeah. those, those pursuits were, were fairly common and, and revered among the neutral society. But I, I, can see, I can see, in terms of just a fractioning of things, I can see uh, the people that are saying, no, close the gates... Do not engage with these people. We're good within ourselves. And the other people who are saying, no, we've got to go out there. We've mm-hmm. got to heal this, this, this wound right. between us. Uh, whether they're aware of the, the, the truth of what's going on, it's in their nature to unify and to join and right. to engage. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's an isolationist kind of right, right, exactly. faction. That- is the isolationist faction the one that's in charge or is the other faction in charge? I think they're falling out of power. They were in power okay. because uh, initially there was a lot of bad things that happened when the gates started opening up again, and yeah. they stepped in. They were very aggressive. They closed the gates. They protected the people and, and enjoyed a brief surge of influence and power, but the natural instincts of these people is to go out and engage and, and mm. resolve. So yeah. the, that faction is falling out of grace in, mm-hmm. in the name of the philosophy of going out and integrating. I think we also drew a line somewhere between sort of a personal harmony thing and aggression. 
Mm-hmm. Now, we said that their technology level was somewhere like the early 1900s, right? Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yep. Okay. With the possibility of guns in reserve, yeah. So I was thinking, do you think that there should be a uh, anything represented with the a, a group that wants to that basically wants to make the gun or actually wants to get the other guns or what have you or I, are being swayed by the guns coming in from the agro world or I would be willing those lines? I would be willing to say that the isolationists are much more willing to pull out the guns now since they're losing power. Sure, and people are that they're willing to pull out the stop and. Ooh. Now that's the, very interesting because yeah. that becomes a story of personal corruption. Correct. Right. Exactly. Yes. They exactly. used to be completely against it, and now now they're having to resort to it in order to make their influence. Sure, it's animal farm. Their influence. Yep. Oh, animal farm okay. all over again. <laughs> yes. That's brilliant. That's I love great. it. Great. Okay. I also see faction that's led to. Um, and, and we sort of talked about these are the they went inward, so to speak. Right. So right. that they, you know, achieved inner harmony, inner, inner harmony, physical perfection, balance, and inner heart, you know, that that kind of thing. So maybe they're more pacifistic. But, you know, if you poke them, eventually they're going to break your hand off. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, there are Leaping three from building to building in this one. The... Or what are we trying to say? I well, think I there is like a faction a that is that way in this world. They're the warrior monks, or I don't know what you want to call them. You know, they're yeah. the. I don't know if they're. I, I yeah, absolutely there. Ha- there needs to be. I'm not sure if they're a, a power faction necessarily mm-hmm. on on the lines of like I'd the. I'd say that they're there. I'd say that maybe they're maybe this group is not necessarily getting involved in uh, the struggle that's going on, the power mm-hmm. struggle, but they are there to be called on by whoever it is that is nice. in fact in charge. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. the uh, they were working for the isolationists, but now they're working more, f- starting to work more for the reaching out type people, the progressives, yeah. the expansionists. expansionists. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we have an isolationist faction and we have an expansionist faction, and it sounds to me like they're actually both part of the same government. Yeah, I don't think yes. there's a fractioning. I don't think that they they've split off like the others have. Uh, because that's not their nature. They're not going to, oh, screw you, I'm going to take my toys and go play over here. So are these like maybe parliamentary-type parties? There yeah. you go. Yeah. I think so, absolutely. Yeah. And a their governing culture... body rather than a single... But where does, our, where, does our power, where does our ancient historian lie? Where is... Oh, well... Well, remember the uh, the ancient is wandering the world. Okay, yeah. it's it, it's that one that you don't really know who it is. Uh, yeah. There's the thought that they're out there. There's there are legends about them. Okay. Yeah, they are out there, but they do not take power. He's because, not no, no, he's no. not a he's not a figurehead. He's not in yeah. charge. The culture and the parliament and the 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 structure that evolves evolves okay. out of the necessity of civilization and complexity. But yes, I, right. there is no king. There is no duke. Maybe there is a maybe there is a chair that is set aside that n- no one ever sits in. Right. Uh, for this person to come and for them to not not to rule, but for them to take wisdom from them. And also that could be their ancestors as well. And and that is the seat where that could be the name of what they call it. The ancestor. Ancestor. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Write it down. Yep. Yep. Nice. They expect that every now and then perhaps the ancestor may come in. And what you could really play with is, what if it's someone who comes in in a hooded robe, and you don't really know if it's actually the ancestor or not? <laughs> right. <laughs> sure. You know, and, and that's the pomp and circumstance, the ritual, the, the ceremony. You yeah. know, somebody can embody that for, for you know, at, at high celebrations or whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mine's kind of blurred. And maybe, yeah, maybe somebody comes in from the agro world 
Yeah, you can have all. Ma- yeah, that's what I'm saying. That opens yeah, the door yeah. to all manner of. Uh, oh, of dude, trickery. you've got the Kwisatz Haderach there. You've right. got a guy who can cross <laughs> yeah. across the worlds yeah. and can either bring ultimate resolution or ultimate destruction. Yeah. And no one knows their identity. Identity. They could be male. They could be female. We don't oh, know. Oh man, that's. Um, yes, I like that. But uh, so we've got that. That's good. And so we basically have essentially. So we say that they're kind of like. Uh, are they political parties, basically, that we're talking about? They have to be more than that. Yes, they are definitely. Uh, so they are both. So perhaps there's a political element to them, but they are also as maybe societal movement. Yeah, they represent uh, a way of life, a way of thinking. Yeah, way I would say I don't like politics. Say that that encompasses. I think it's. I think it is more way of life, kind of. Yes. Sure. How you live and how you think and how you how you engage with the world is the defining factor and eventually you, you start seeing patterns uh, and that pattern is celebrated. The diversity is celebrated, which is why they don't break into warring factions. Yeah. Uh, but, but they are very distinct and it could be a real, both a challenge and a, and a wonderful testament to the culture for the GMs or the, the storytellers to show how you can have divergent beliefs and still engage harmoniously. So how is this, uh, he says, uh, just jumping around a little bit, well, not too much. Uh, how is this parliament then organized? Do you have like a... Twelve. A, a pri- a, twelve? twelve? Yeah, let's good. just say twelve. I like that. That's a good number. So with, there are twelve... With the, with the 13th seat that's always vacant, or Perfect. sometimes, okay. you know, doing the ancient. Perfect. Or so you have like, say, a council of twelve that has an open forum, and you can have the people in the aisles on either side, Correct. basically, that kind of thing? Yeah. Yep. Okay, good, and, good. And like you said, the celebration of... Twelve emerging thoughts right. or concepts or, yes. or variations of life. Like, yeah, uh, good, good. You know. So the quote unquote prime minister is actually like twelve people, basically. Correct. Is what yeah, we're looking at. Exactly. Okay, good, good. And then you have people representing various interests, uh, whether they are quote unquote ministers or what have you, that will come up and they will argue their case for whatever it is that is uh, that is important to them. Sure. Right. And, and they will make decisions. Some, and and some of them would be mercantile interests. Others mm-hmm. would be diplomatic, and and you'd you'd embrace the whole neutral philosophy by these twelve individuals. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That works. That's great. I like that. And I, I like the idea of the 13th chair. That's, That's uh, wonderful. Very evocative. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay, I like that. cool. So, yeah, and they're basically structured like political parties, so you have like representatives and that's it. So that's mm-hmm. actually really simple, so to speak. <laughs> as, all <of> the, <laughs> as, all of the, uh, as all of the people who took political science in college in the audience now are doing a face palm and shaking their heads sadly. <laughs> oh, the um, hubris. Yeah, that's easy. We can do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's real easy. <laughs> now that we've gotten these worlds and the factions down and such, and I think we've got some good uh, potential story seeds, the only thing that I left, I think, to fill in a little bit now is, do we want to detail anything about this lunar cult? Do we want to say oh. uh, anything about them as far as how they work or how they're organized? Or mm. is there anything cool about them we want to throw in? Are they like pseudo technological? So basically, they try to use the magic and the technology, and the, because it's across all three of the. Uh, yeah. right. Yep, the worlds. So it is, well, it is the balance for each of the worlds. Do you think they're the ones? Do you think they can? That they came and they were able to cross before, even when all the others, when oh. even all the other gates were. They're the pioneers. Yeah. They yeah. blazed the trail across the world. Ah, so maybe they figured out how to access the central gate in the wasteland. Yeah. And uh, worked out how to actually start bringing the worlds back together. There's hey, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, you go here at the full moon, and 
you can turn right and go to one world and go left to the other and straight mm-hmm. ahead to the Let, other, to the okay third. yeah sort of like like wormholes in reality if you turn right like uh, oh that episode of fringe where if you turn yeah. forward go forward two steps turn 30 degrees step back and then go forward three steps you come into another dimension uh, nice uh, initially that's what that's what it was and and I like I like that John Have, having them and and oh and they're they're the reason why the 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 fissures have started to widen Start to grow and causeways yes. yeah they yes. broke the they broke yeah. the bubble and and yep. started to make that through I'd like to I Jim you had mentioned about going to the to the central nexus I I think we need to keep that sacrosanct I think that needs to stay inviolate that nobody has ever been there. So that okay. whoever goes there first, I mean, that can be a big reveal of things that nobody knows. Okay. And the, 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 the final, oh, my God, it's that and, <laughs> and that moment so that nobody knows what's going on. Well, that actually brings me uh, to an interesting question. Uh, for the purpose of what, the, what we're doing in the, this conversation, do we want to put something there or do we want to just leave it as, uh, as vague? Let's leave it. Just in terms of the story that every individual storyteller and game master wants to tell is going to be informed by what's in the middle there. And I think we really might be okay. trotting into uh, unwanted territory when we define okay. what that is. Because everybody, so, uh, everybody that's listening knows what it is right now. Yeah. Everybody that's listening knows. <laughs> and everybody's right and everybody's different. <laughs> the Lunar Cult, are they actively working for the reunification, that's a is good that question. The, is that their is question. that their deal? Is it? Maybe maybe no. they're. I, I'll just put this out there. I don't necessarily like it or not, but maybe they're the watchers. Maybe they're the chroniclers. Maybe their job is is to to set the wheels in motion and watch how they spin. Or maybe that's the role they've set for themselves. You got that possibility that maybe they are they are looking in. Maybe they started as watchers. Sure. Um, they were not all one cult before. I don't think they even were a cult until they started crossing the world yes, and meeting like people. Exactly. So the cult itself didn't exist until after the crossings had happened. Maybe it's a thing where they uh-huh. they are observing the balance of the worlds, oh. and perhaps part of what they've been doing the last generation is they've been trying to figure out whether to bring the worlds together or not. Sure. Um, maybe, and maybe, maybe they're waiting for a sign that'll give them a distinct yes or no. Sure. And when that sign happens, they will go in that direction. Right. They're the ones with the pieces. They figured out how to do it. Sure. Sure. Maybe maybe the notion of uh, there be with that genesis. And I love that, that they existed in the three worlds and then came together as the the boundaries crossed. You'd have the dark of the moon faction of the lunar phase, the full moon faction and the transitional faction. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can have all that. Uh, What do you you think that they're actually the same person across three worlds? Well, that was actually something I was thinking as a possibility for even the uh, the ancients in a way, but we uh, but those are not necessarily we we kind of did different things with them. Yeah, uh, they could be the uh, too much time has passed, I think, for that to be feasible necessarily. Well, um, the idea, you know, spiritually the I- they could be linked in some way, though. Sure, it makes sense that in in the separation that there would be in each realm the seed of its unification, and maybe that was those people. Maybe there was a cluster of people in the world at the time of the shattering that were in balance and in harmony, and they were separated into threes, like John's proposing, that they're the same person, and that in doing so, the universe provided the possibility, the, the, the motive for reunification through these people. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, so that basically there, there is a sort of an essence within them that they're kind of... 
They're they're in many ways oh, the same people, right? The same and, soul. And they are, but they aren't. And, yeah. and they reach and they, oh god! And then you have trinities within the lunar cult of those that found each other. We three are one. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's and that's you know there's there's your religious. So they you know, go in. They work in groups of three, basically. Sure, yeah. absolutely. And and there's yeah. conflict and strife because there's an aggro three. Agro one, there's a defender one, and there's a neutral one. And oh, yeah, and, and and ultimately the the cool part is you can have the mix. Yes, and they they at some point they can mix and match as they go on these various missions to observe things and mm-hmm. find things out. And and within the Trinity, they have the vessel projector capability, but any one of them can be a vessel, and any one can and be a projector. Oh, oh, that is awesome. They've kind of reached that sort of perfect harmonious level where they sure. can do it. And they need awesome. to, and they need to maintain that harmony between them in order to understand instinctively. I'm going to vessel you to project, or blah blah yeah. blah, or whatever. And if they and, don't, if they fall out of harmony, then they they have no magic. And it mm-hmm. first uh, that, happened. They switched involuntarily. They did a okay. switch. Yeah, yeah. Maybe okay. they just discovered and, they could do and it. Agro guy ended up in Defender World, and Defender World <laughs> ended up in. Oh, they swapped places. They swapped mm-hmm. places, and that's that was the origin, and you know. First yeah, you can easily have that. Yeah, that that works. Well, Maybe they have this idea, this prophecy, perhaps that they shall watch for the signal to be given when the three ancients converge upon the wasteland. Essentially, yeah. and but, and in, within the lunar cult, there are only a few that have found their trinity. You know, the majority probably of the lunar cult, they're constantly in motion. Maybe they're constantly uh, vilified or or forced to move on for whatever reason. The bulk of and when I say bulk, I mean, maybe 51 percent are still looking for their others. You know, and this pair has has joined up. They're looking for their third. Uh, and, and only through constant motion and searching oh, yeah. can they complete that final cool. triad. And maybe this wasn't the case at the beginning, but maybe now you have to find someone from e- one from each world. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's go ahead and start naming stuff. The event. The event that happened. The, oh, uh, has to be... Uh, what do we want to call it? Atom bomb. Right. We could do that. Okay. Ah, yes. That I knew there was a reason why I opened the Trinity window. Well, and there's there's the tearing of fabric. There's the fraying of, of the, the, the thread of life. <laughs> uh, the scorn. The uh, uh, oh, I like that. The scorn, the raid, the scourge, the rage, the fury, the fury. Do we like the fury? Yeah, sure. The event was the fury. We actually kind of already identified what the portals are. That we, I I like the name that we came up for the causeways. Do we like the causeways? Yeah, Yeah. 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 okay. That's good double entendre too. Exactly, exactly. Okay, vessel type people vessels what uh what do, do we want to just call them vessels or do we want to call them something else i kind of like vessels I, again not bad or reservoir a, or uh, it's a, it's a tank it's a holding, holding. yeah a it's holding a, it's it's a but it's also a drawing in it's it's mm-hmm. it's a sucking in of power it's a it's, it's a, the hoover no wait the hoover yes let's leave them as vessels yeah vessels, I, I think i think vessels, vessels is strong okay Projectors. I kind of would like to come up with a slightly less techie term for the projectors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The shapers, uh, 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 the formers, the, the, uh, the projectors, the, the, uh, the shooters, the shapers, spill workers, uh, shapers, um, the weavers. The, the weavers. Wind. Weavers is good. I like weavers. weavers. not bad. The, the we- wind. I like the wind because that, you know, whoosh, it's blowing out the from flow, the flow. Or the flow. The flow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although that might be something to represent the process. A spigot. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the conductors. You are such ooh, a conductor. Ooh, I like that. Conductors. That works. Um, and it's not necessarily a group. You just refer to them as a conductor. I, that, 
That's kind of cool because there's the conductor of a symphony and the conductor electricity. Yeah, I like it. That's nice. I like like that too. All right, sold. And we were going to throw in the Wayne of Souls, the Psychostasia somewhere here. Oh yes, that's right. That's right. That was I forgot what we were going to do with it, but uh, well, it's it's how how everybody got separated into different worlds. That's a concept that I think every every one of the worlds would come up with in some yeah. way, shape, or form. Yeah, right. they ha- they have that idea. Yeah, I don't know. I think just calling it what it is is probably fine for uh, for that. And so, what was that word again, John? Psychostasia. Psychostasia. T s y c h o s t a s i a. It literally <laughs> means the wane of souls. So, agro world. What do we want to call agro world? The volcano. It's the fire. It's the it's the danger, the death, the the process of dying. It's it's swords. It's it's burning. It's pain. It's it's the anvil. Or the anvil. The anvil's not bad. Well, but it wouldn't it be more the hammer. The hammer. Yeah, yeah. You could see the hammer, yep. the sword. Because uh, those that live by the sword die by the sword. You know, the edge, the 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 razor, the the cut, the the wound, uh, the bleed, the bleed. Havoc. 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 Havoc's nice. Havoc's got poetry. Uh-huh. Havoc's got chaos, but it's controlled yep. chaos. I Havoc and least. Yeah, it's yeah. got the whole Shakespeare thing. I like Havoc. So Havoc. Yep. Havoc. Havoc. Go with Havoc. Yep. Havoc. I cry Havoc. Yes. All right. Defender World. This would be the opposite. Well, not well. well not, it's, not it's funny say. because it's uh, they still have war. They just they do it differently. Sure, but it's a holy war. It's a sacred war. It's yes. not It's blessed. It's anointed. It's it's canonical. It's the Bible. It's it's uh, yes. angelic. The writ. Like the writ, writ sure, the canon, uh, which won't work because nobody's going to yeah, speak it with one hand, <laughs> so that doesn't work. Can the faith, the faithful, the the the, the anointed, the um, the chosen, the the shield. Uh, uh, the, the defender. Shield is actually an interesting. Hmm, hang on. It's not bad. Shield is there's some. I'm not. I don't know about calling it shield. Again, might be a little on the nose. But yeah, yeah. Shield. The altar. Security uh, shelter ward. Yeah. The ward. The ward. Or, or the held. held. The held's not bad. The the, the, the ward. The warder. The warden. The the citadel. Uh, uh, the warden world. No, the, wait. Bastion. The the Bastion. Ooh, Bastion. Bastion. Yeah. Bastion works. I like that. I like Bastion. That's awesome. Okay. Sold. Bastion okay. and Havoc. Oh, that, oh, oh, oh. that just rings for a two. Bastion for a... versus Havoc. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. And the neutral world. Ooh, this is. <sighs> this has got to be like the like the, the harmony. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, like perfect. That. Harmony. Now we did have a world that uh, early on that had involved harmony, but uh, we could call this one. Let's, harmony. let's work. Let's work it a little bit. I like harmony too, but let's see if we can come up with something that's got a little more uh, uh, nuance and poetry to it. See, you there's something in chromatic, maybe. Uh, ooh, the spectrum, the the the, uh, the wavelength, the resonance, resonance. I like that. I like that. Resonance works. Yeah. Resonance okay. works. Okay. <laughs> It's one of my favorite words. Yeah, that's a good word. Well, well it's now a world. <laughs> Score! Mark that off my bucket list. The Agro Ancient, we were referring to as uh, the Emperor, but uh, is there anything more specific we want to define about who or what this is, or do we want to just leave it as the Emperor? I think the Emperor's fine. I, I agree 
but man, the emperor has so much baggage. That, that is true. You know, well, the thing about the uh, the the thing is, it could technically the title could be emperor, but there could be another title as well where it has something, yeah. maybe something that that links closer to whole, the whole ghost in the but, machine idea. Well, what if, what if we come up with a name for what these three immortals are? You know, a, a name for these undying essences of the three worlds. That is something we could do. There would be very few people, probably like just the uh, the, the the lunar cult would probably be the only ones who sure, use. Sure, sure. But but in the context uh-huh. of uh, uh, and, and and through them, it would disseminate into the various cultures yeah. uh, uh, slowly and surely. I'm just I'm thinking because if if we know what they are, then the, the their unique expression is irrelevant. Uh, you know, he's he's the dark Shin C. He's, the, he's the bright. Yeah. Ar- he's, yeah. the, he's the controller. Um, <laughs> the controller the architect. Yes. The, you know, the Trinity, uh, 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 the triune nature, the the Uboros, uh, the uh, uh, the uh, the serpents, the 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 threads, the weave. Uh, I'm going the back. The weave is not bad. The weave, yeah, yeah. The weave. or the they maybe the maybe well I mean the cult might refer to those three as like the three weavers or, or the what braid, have. the Norns. I like the braid. Ooh, ooh. The, the Norn braid, the Norns. Um, because uh, you've got the three fates, right? The three Norns. Well, no, how the about fates. that? The fates. The fates. The, the fates. fates. There we go. I was looking okay. for that word. And yeah. for some reason, the Germanic word came up first. I think it's because we've been talking about World War II. I, so, I, um, I, I, yeah, really. I like braid, John, because it does really, it, it harkens back to that ultimate weaving together of the three disparate parts. Right. Uh, uh, but I, I think Fates has that, that gravitas. How, yeah. about, how about we name the lunar cult the braids, then? Sure. Ooh, I like that. The, uh, the bra- well, I would call the maybe individual mem- an individual member of the lunar cult could be a braid. Sure, or or and, Trinity, uh, the Trinity of people. We are a braid, for for yeah. we are three pieces unified as one. Yeah, that's good. So so that's what they call the Trinities that have found each other in the lunar cult is the braids. Yeah, certainly, certainly. But uh, do we like the idea then of calling the the immortals just collectively the uh, the fates? fates? Fates. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there are only three fates. of them, so that works. Right. Right. Okay, it's awesome. Awesome. Because we do kind of need to at least identify the positions. Um, within the different worlds, because there are just like three of them, the 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 fate of <laughs> the fate of uh, of Agro World um, is is their emperor. Is it? Uh, do we want it? Did we want to throw anything else on there, or do we just refer to that as the? Uh, as, the he's the throne. Or Emperor he's, X. He's the, Ooh, throne, like the, the throne. The throne or the crown. Let's see. The scythe. Ooh. The scythe. Nice. That's great. Actually, yeah. I would go with that. How, how do we feel about the scythe? Do we like the scythe? Yep. Put the, yeah, put that down in dark pencil. Put oh. that in the side. <laughs> okay, good. Now, the Defender World Ancient, uh, the which again, Defender World is kind of, yeah, basically the Pope-like figure. Yeah. Do we want, I, I wouldn't mind using Pope, but we don't have to. No, uh, no. How about the Radiance? We can radiance? go with the... The Radiance. The Radiance is, um, is good. We actually used something, we used Radiance recently. Ah, okay. Um, is the only thing. Um, the, I, I, you know, the, the crown is growing on me. Okay. Um, I like so the crown. I like it, that. It's, it's, benef- it it's beneficent and yet implies control. So maybe something like the, uh, I don't know, like the high crown or the holy crown or something. Yeah, the radiant sure. crown. The radiance. Radiance. Yeah. radiant crown. Okay, I can go with that. 
with the shimmering, yeah, the glittering crown, the shimmering. Maybe there are, shimmering maybe there are many different. Good. I like that. Maybe there are a lot of different honorifics: the radiant crown, sure. the shimmering crown. Yeah, but yeah. then got, sometimes folks will just, in shorthand, call it the crown. Sure, you, with, with kings, you've got my liege, your majesty, blah yeah. blah blah, different yeah. terms for different settings. Excellent. So, yeah. So the the new the neutral world ancient the uh, mm. from the world of resonance. The now, wanderer. This is the one, yeah, basically. Uh, Actually, wanderer, yeah, yeah, that's simple enough yeah. because that's that, what it is. That's exactly what he is. Okay, and uh, did we want to use any uh, an odd term for these little elemental cre- these elemental type creatures, the living magic that we were talking about? Do we want to just call them elementals, or do or you're going to have to refresh my memory? Um, that was uh, it. Wasn't a specific big thing, but it was uh, the idea was that. Uh, there was a kind of thing of of great size, sort of an atomic one that came out and was able to read people, and then there were these smaller sort of, uh, just essentially when you animate the magic, animate magic. Hmm. Um, so sort of like little artificial being type things. I um, think you could call them elementals, but you could also call them something else. Yeah, they're, they're, the, they're the essentials. They're, they're the, 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 the smallest thing, the, 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 the core, the atom, the, the nucleus, the, the nucleons. The, uh, the, the, quanta? The, the quanta. Ooh. Quanta actually isn't, I'd go with quanta. I like mm-hmm. quanta. That's like, awesome, because that can express and manifest in any number of different ways. Right. That's awesome. Okay. Now we have, uh, let's see, we named the, did, no, we did not. Did we name the, we didn't name the agro-empire, nope. the actual empire itself. Uh, what do we want to call it? It is ruled by the scythe. Right. So this. The reaping. The reaping. The Reapers. I think the Council could be the Reapers. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the Council of Reapers. The Plague. When, when they meet, they are, uh, they, whenever they meet, they, <laughs> they're having a reaping. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the Scythe. It's, it's clockwork. It could just be the, it, yeah, it could just be the Empire of the Scythe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or the harvest of the scythe. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The bounty of the scythe. Uh, yes. Well, there are many things we can talk about, but yes. uh, yeah. I, I think the empire of the scythe is probably yeah, that yeah. the lunar cult. Didn't we already have something uh, for that? The we uh, no, we were going to call the, the braids were the ones the that braids, come together. Yeah. yeah, the braids. The braids were the uh, were were individual trinities within the cult, individual cells, right? Um, of a sort, but uh, we never actually named about, the cult overall. How about the tapestry? Ooh, I like oh. it. Good. I like yeah. it. Good. I like it. Because individual threads Done. woven together, boom, boom, boom. Sold. Okay. <laughs> From the agro world, the nemesis. The nemesis. That's our patent. Yeah, the nemesis. That's, that's the name? Okay, yeah. we'll go with that. Yeah. Nem- the group is called Nemesis. That works. Yep. Now, back on uh, back on Defender World, it yes. is ruled by the, the crown of various uh, various descriptions. <laughs> and illumination. And uh, what is the uh, the organizational sort of Vatican thingy? The uh, <laughs> What is their... Uh, is it just the church? Uh, let's I don't now. like that. No. no. Okay. That's the... Uh, let's go with. Um, I mean, it's it's the purpose, it's the calling, it's it's the the destiny, the fate, the 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 writer of destinies. Well, we've got the Bastion as the name of the of the Bastion world. Bastion is the name of the world, right? Yep. Um, so, so what about so this, so this is like the ramparts. We've, we've already we've already Ooh, used ramparts. Eight. Ramparts, yeah. That looks that sounds good. The assurance. Assurance. Yeah. See, I like something that's a little more. Uh, 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 theosophical and yeah. and religious rampart is a bit tangible, and mm-hmm. and like the assurance, the the oh, what's there's there's words like that, John. Yes, exactly. Crimson permanent assurance. No, wait, that's a... <laughs> the the assurance, uh, the, the the sanctity, the truth, 
the, affirmation, yeah, assertion. Yeah, yes, the protection, the guarantors, the, uh, the, the pledge, the pledge, yeah, the armor, the armor, the the authority, the authority. Ooh. Actually, I like that. I kind of just calling do. them the authority. Now, there is a comic book group called the Authority. But, ah, well. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean that's uh, that's that, hardly... it's a reasonably loose term. So, yes. how about the Authorians? Let's just just there you go. I A N S on the end of it. The authorians. The authorians. Yes, because then then you can have people like that pick up on the Arthur thing or okay. the author thing or the authority <laughs> thing, and all of it's totally appropriate. The authority. Okay, okay the yeah, that works. Okay. I can do that. You guys like that? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, the pariahs. Um, the pariahs. Surely they don't call themselves the pariahs, or do they? Yeah. You take what the world, you know, calls you and makes it make it your own. Yeah. And that's yeah. the idea behind it. I think they do call themselves the pariahs. Sure. They, okay. you, they wear it as a badge of honor. Yeah. And yeah. there is a uh, the figure that is uh, kind of that uh, that central. Oh yeah, that's right. And you said bishops communicated with the individual cells mm-hmm. and priests, right. and then brought it back to a single person who helps to define where things need to go. What title do we want to give to that single person? That's a really good question. The outcast. Okay. Yes. Ooh, I like. <laughs> that. I like it. Nice. Yeah. That, good that follows the nice vein. The head Absolutely. outcast. Okay. Yeah. Good. And uh, let's see, the Inquisition. Do we just want to call it the Inquisition? Yeah, for now. Why why mess with the (laughs) perfection? Uh, Inquisition, is it led by a cardinal? Let's not. (laughs) But it's led by somebody. It's it's a high inquisitor. Uh, A high inquisitor. High inquisitor? I like that. Okay. High inquisitor. All right, now on uh, Neutral World. We are not naming all twelve factions. We are not, no. of course not. But what do we uh, what do we want to call that uh, that parliament? It that, can be uh, a group. Yep. Yeah. The chorus. The 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 loom. The loom's uh, not bad. I like the chorus. I like the chorus too. Okay. Chorus is good. The the council is the. Do we want the council to be just like the uh, like the the council of the loom, or uh, what do we want to call it? I can see. Well, if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna go with chorus, we need to sustain that metaphor. Uh, Orchestra. Of, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That 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 vibe of of you know the the. Let's see. You have the chorus, and then you have the lead chair. No, wait. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, and the fact that the world is named the resonance. Uh, that uh, makes we sense could just that we, we would follow through uh, with that that sound uh, vibrational. We, you know, we could just call them the choral council. Or the chorus. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Okay. Yeah. And individual sort of minister types that would come up, representatives of particular causes, that type of thing that come to them. The, the voice. The Voices, oh, yes. 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 Voice, the voice of X, the voice of Y. Good. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, the isolationist faction. The silence? But it needs to be something like that. The mute. Yeah, let's, let's, let's hit the thesaurus for that one, because that's muted, yeah. it's quiet. The quiet, the quiet's... Uh, Quiet's not bad. Too much like the chorus, though. That's true. But uh, they are. But they are. I mean, they are. Again, they're not the they, still. They, they, the still. They still work together. They're still a part the of the same thing. They still acknowledge the fact that they're all a part of the same thing. It's just that they've started to polarize within the harmony of the world. So you've got harmony and disharmony. Yeah, there's a uh, oh wait a minute terms for movements in music basically or for um, a type of oh the uh, coda the coda mm. is the rest the quiet between there we ooh, go there you go on the nose yeah nice good okay yeah, nice one so the the coda 
and uh, the expansionists. The river. Which I guess would be the equivalent of free jazz. Um, <laughs> the river, or the river is not bad. Rift. Or the cacophony. Why not, why not rift? If we're sticking rift? with it, yeah. Because that's what a rift, uh, that's uh, a section oh, of the, the uh, rift. A riff, R-I-F-F? Yeah. R-I-F-F. Yeah. I see. I don't know. I, it, that's a little modern for... Yeah. That's a bit contemporary, but but the improvisation, the the expression, uh, uh, the, the the giving voice, the yeah, cacophony is almost actually, the harmony. You know, maybe maybe they're well, have we done? No, you said we've of, done that. We've that's done. sort of in there in the kind of an yeah employee. yeah something like a a, de- a development on a piece of music. Yeah, um, the, the the symphony, the the passage, the movement. Musical development is process by which musical ideas communicated in the course of the composition. The composition. The, composition. The, yeah. The. The transformation and restatement of initial material with musical variation. The composition? Composition could work. Composition could work. I can see that. The composition. Okay, yeah. good, good. Okay, just a few more things. The warrior monks. The ones that uh, mm. are there as the, the defensive arm. They're, they're, they're developing that high magic. Our D&D group is the quiet voices. And I like that because there's, there's, there's a... Uh, a dichotomy. There's a polarity there that's. Oh unified. yeah, because you have the regular voices, and then you have the quiet voices, which are the ones that are for defense. Yeah, I actually, could, yeah, I, I I can see the quiet I voices. I kind of like that because you've got the individuals in the council being the voices of this, the voices of that, and and we are we are the quiet voices. We 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 speak softly and kick your ass. Uh, yes. I'll make a, a a shout out to a, a dear departed friend. Uh, Kanji came up with that term. Many, oh, did he? Many years ago, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, then, then I think I remember then that. Let's use it. Let's by all means use it, and, and okay. as as a testament to him, if nothing else. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, I I'm totally with that. The wasteland each area. Each world's going to have a different name for it. Okay. Um, should we just call that a wasteland as a generic term, or no, let's, let's let's put the the in front of it? Let's make it the wasteland. The wasteland. Why whatever, not? Whatever, whatever form it may take in each world, it's it's it, that word sums up what it is. And right. so the nexus, the gate, whatever it is, we don't really know what's there. So I think we're good just using generic terms for that. Yep. And so I believe, unless uh, we can think of anything else that specifically needs to be named. Dude, we could uh, do this uh, all day. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> that uh, what is left is to name the setting. So here we are. So this setting with this uh, trinity of things, do we want to do a thing about three things, or do we want to... That's, uh, that's, yeah, and that's, and that's one of the roads we can go down. We go down the trinity, you know, and the, the notion of the triune worlds. The, or there might the, be something in the expansion and then contraction kind of thing, too. The, sure, sure. The breath. Sundering to sundering, the, yeah, yeah. The splintered, uh, a splintered, splintered trinity. The, the triumvirate trait, uh, and maybe it's 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 like a a, a chemical thing, like Triple a compound. The orbiting of things, uh, uh, the uh, uh, things knotted together, twined, entwined. Uh, but separate. The tapestry, something tapestry might work. Well, and you know, actually, you know, the fact that we named the, the lunar cult the tapestry and making the world the tapestry kind of makes sense. You know, maybe maybe it's it's uh, uh, the torn threads or just the tapestry, the riven tapestry, the riven... That's uh, not bad, riven tapestry. Yeah. Yeah, riven I, that's kind of nice. I am almost on board with riven tapestry, except that there was a... There was a computer game called Riven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that, good point. Uh, is yeah. that big enough that we Maybe. are worried about that? Or? What about, like, the Tattered Weave? 
the fraying of worlds. Uh, the I like tapestry, though. I think we need to work on that. Well, and we could just make it, you know, but no, it has to be the tainted tapestry, the 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 dark tapestry, the 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 tapestry of hatred. Or woven something other. Yeah, woven destinies, uh, woven fury, woven fury. Ooh. Raid tapestry. Uh, uh, the Aired tapestry. Ta- the 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 rage, the rage. <laughs> There's the rage was what incited this place. The event was called the Fury, right? Um, so, what if this was actually something like um, Children of the Fury? Ooh, that's not Ooh. bad. I like that. I like that. that. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, yeah, Children of the Fury. Children of the Fury. Yep. Yeah. Let's roll with that. All right. So this world is Children of the Fury. Awesome. Excellent. Yeah. We have a world. Holy crap! And uh, so. You listening at home or on uh, in your vehicles, uh, uh, hurtling impossibly fast <laughs> down the, uh, Go down home the highways and, and such. Uh, if you haven't driven into the back of that truck in front of you already, then uh, you may <laughs> in fact out? use you may use this this world, Children of the Fury, in your games or your writing or your whatever. And uh, all you have to do is credit the podcast. So thanks very much uh, for listening, and uh, Dave. Is there uh, anything you've got uh, you wanted to plug? Anything you got going on right now you wanted folks to to know about in particular before we say goodbye? Actually, yeah, there is. Um, uh, the while the roundtable podcast is currently in hiatus, uh, uh, we've actually started a new format that uh, is is a little more random uh, and certainly not uh, uh, in the the scheduled means that we like to work with. But we've started the roundtable dialogues. Where uh, and, and the genesis for this is really so much has changed in in fiction, in storytelling, in just in the world with with technology and the digital world and cyberspace and all of that. That the the way people are telling stories is changing, and the the tools and the thoughts and the philosophies that that govern that is evolving. So we created the roundtable dialogues to gather together this, this panel of experts on one topic or another and explore the new face of storytelling or what it means to be a storyteller in this new amazing world that's evolving constantly around us. Uh, we just had one dialogue that went up recently. You can check it out at roundtablepodcast.com. And uh, it was a dialogue about uh, writing near-future sci-fi and the challenges of having the news be cooler than the sci-fi that you're creating in the near future because tech is just evolving so quickly and so rapidly. Yeah. And that was a great discussion. The next one is going to be uh, about transmedia storytelling, where the book actually leaves the page and takes the form of a website or tangible artifacts and relics or, or multimedia presentations, mm-hmm. uh, and so on and so forth. So wanted to let everybody know that's out there. Uh, and go to roundtablepodcast.com to check those out. Awesome. And, yeah, I, uh, I listened to the first of those. And uh, there were points in there constantly when I was, I, I was listening. I, was, I got excited. I was like, ah, but this, ah, but, ah. Um, <laughs> Our work so, is done here. That's I wanted exactly. to say things. And for some <laughs> reason, my iPod couldn't for. hear me when I said it. I don't, I don't understand. Yep, that, but, that, is, uh, that is what every podcaster dreams of, Jim. Thank you, man. And so if folks want to find you online, they should just go to uh, roundtablepodcast.com. Is there, uh, were there any other places you wanted to direct them to, or was, is also, that the one? You can also check me out on Twitter at Writer's Podcast. 
Awesome. Well, thank you very much, sir, for coming and uh, being a part of this. Oh, this has been great. amazing. I love this type of stuff. And it's a real testament to the to the fact that while each and every individual of us could have come up with a very cool world, it wouldn't have been this world. And this is awesome. Yes, Just precisely. Brilliant. Just brilliant. Awesome. Jim, John, and Kent, I know you're not there, but I'm waving at you now. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. Yes, awesome. Has, uh, well, and okay. uh, Kent unfortunately had to run uh, near the end. So on his behalf, I will say farewell to all. Thanks all for listening, and we shall catch you on the next terminus of whatever it is that terminates. Talk when to we're us, there. people. <laughs> yes, feel free to send us things and stuff and what have you, and various comments, comments and feedback. We appreciate that in particular. Absolutely. Especially we would like more iTunes reviews. We seem to be very low on those, so go do those. <laughs> Take care, folks. See you all of a sudden. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Uh, we are out. Thank you for listening to Crucible of Realms. Do you have comments or a question? Have you used one of our settings? Tell us about it. You can contact us at podcast at crucibleofrealms.com or leave a review for us on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. Or if you'd like to contact one of the hosts individually, you can find our emails on the website at crucibleofrealms.com. The Crucible of Realms podcast and all settings created on it are released under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 unported license. All music was composed and performed by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com.